0: No, just me.
1: What do you want from me?
0: Hmm. I don't know, Jesse. You think you could turn back time? Answer me! Do you think you can bring the dead back to life? No. No! No! I didn't fucking think so.
2: Club members, I'm Ariana and I'm Kate and I I did not pick this movie. You guys, Kate has very strong opinions. I'm assuming that they're negative. Am I right? I mean, I guess you're going to have to wait and see, aren't you? (laughs) I texted her like two hours ago and I was like, how much do you love this movie? And she was like, I'm an hour in and I have four pages of notes, which is not a good sign.
3: Yeah, it's rarely a good sign. It's not Um, a good sign. It's not a good sign. Um, I will. I'll. All right. So this is I think viewers need to know. I think that the club needs to know that. All right, First, a question for Ariana. Have you seen the original?
2: I have. I saw it probably like for the first time, one and only time, maybe
3: like five or six years ago. OK. Um. What did you think of that movie?
2: Well, it kind of sucks because I did see this one first. I did see it in theaters. I saw it when I was like yeah. 16 years old. And yeah. so this was one of my favorite horror movies. Right. Going back to, what was it, like 86? I can't remember. 84. 84. Yeah, the original
3: is 84. This one's 2010. Yeah. So decades apart.
2: I don't know what it was. I just couldn't get into the older one. And I, I, I know what this it was.
3: one. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it was.
2: <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love Johnny Depp. I did watch it for the Johnny Depp side of
3: things. That is one of my notes is that where the fuck is where Johnny the Depp? Fuck is where is he? <laughs> what am I even doing here? He's not here. Where is Johnny Depp in a crop top? <laughs> where are you hiding him? <laughs> So we know that I, and I knew that about you, Ariana. I knew that this was one of your favorite movies since high school. And I have never seen the remake. I actually didn't know it existed until Ariana said that it was one of her faves. Yes. So I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, how did I not know about this movie? Because I, the first time I had seen the original was for this podcast way back in 2018, (laughs) y'all. So almost five years ago was the first time I watched it. And I don't even remember what I had to say about it. I know that I can remember some emotions that I had about the movie. I can remember things that I was that I really liked. But yeah, that was five years ago. I was still in vet school and a lot has happened since then. So I didn't feel like I had like the best memory of it. And I wouldn't classify myself as like a ride or die nightmare before night. Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Nightmare before (laughs) Christmas. You know why I said that? It's because every single time today that I Googled Nightmare Same. on Elm Street, which Same. was a lot. I know. It's like, before Christmas? I'm like, no, wait your
2: turn. <laughs> wait your turn. It's an annoying movie to research because it's such a long title. It's like, oh, my God. And there's multiple <laughs> and there's versions of it. And there's nine of them. So you have to be like
3: 2010, and then you have to like you search tell through it. Google exactly what you want from it. Yeah. Or if, if you're in this movie and you don't have Google, you use giga blast which oh i'll talk my God, about i knew
2: you were gonna love giga blast <laughs> i knew it i made a note i was like kate's gonna love this shit
3: i did love this <laughs> shit we're not there yet we're not to giga blast yet but that's their <laughs> version of google um and it's it's delightful in every way so all this to say like i wouldn't say that i'm i'm a, like a ride or die freddie person oh i love freddie i'll just come out and say it so y- you love freddie
2: okay freddie's my jam because he's paranormal Yeah. He's a slasher. He's creepy as fuck. He has like a cool backstory. I don't know. I just think he's a really cool slasher because he can like, he has like magical powers and shit, which, yeah, I don't know. I'm here for it.
3: I just can't believe, you know what? We'll get there. There's so much more magic in the first one than this one. All the things that you like about it, they cut out. And so I'm like, what do you mean? So this is, this is where I'm going to take an aside to tell everyone that I wasn't so sure. About, I didn't want, I like, is it just nostalgia? Like, is this nostalgia driven? Um, So I immediately back-to-back watched the original. Oh, did you? (laughs) Yeah. Before or after this one? I watched the remake, and I kind of processed my feelings about the remake. And then I was like, I need to know if I'm drawing an unfair comparison. (laughs) Like, maybe it really wasn't that good. And maybe I shouldn't be as angry as I am right now. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But you know what? (laughs) No. (laughs) We'll get there.
2: (laughs) No. This is how I explain it to people. So again, I saw this in theaters when I was 16 and I was definitely going mm-hmm. through like a horror movie renaissance as a teenager yeah. as we all were. And this was part of my horror movie renaissance.
3: Is that is it, well, is that whenever you got into horror, you got yes. in in like your teens, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this was so part this of was like a horror
2: movie, like, like Insidious, like this movie, Disturbia, Disturbia, Drag Me to Hell, like all of like the yeah. weird, quirky horror movies that aren't like amazing, but really meant a lot to me in my teenage years. And yeah. this is part of that. So I understand that it is problematic and I understand that it's not a the best movie, but I am going to be here defending it. Sorry yeah, to say. And I
3: and I want <laughs> you to defend it. And I hope you know that I'm not here to come it's gonna listen, it's gonna sound like I am gutting this movie, but we need to I we a couple of things that we need to discuss first so that Ariana isn't mad at me. <laughs> I have things that I enjoyed about this movie and I wrote them down. Sweet. And also, I recognize that it's okay to not be the OG. Like, I'm not here to be like, like, sure. the movies are decades apart. The audience is completely different. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. You were a teenager watching this movie. Like, our parents were teenagers watching yeah. the original. It's a different generation, yeah. It's a different generation. It's different expectations of horror. Um, If you played the original Friday the 13th, no, the original Nightmare on Elm Street to teens today, even with, like, updated cast, you know, they would laugh- and think yeah. it was stupid you know what I mean like it, it wouldn't play in 2016 as is you have to think of it as 80s but I also need so you know I understand like there's there's a real influence on audience expectation for a 2010 horror movie and I like that you listed off things like Insidious and Disturbia because it is very much in that vein yep however this is this is this is wherein lies the problem and I have a really great I found a really great quote and it was it's from The Guardian and it gave the film it gave the film three out of five stars. Sure. So it, gave it, right, it was right down the middle. Yeah. Um. And what this guy, Zan Brooks, said, he said, oh, God, I like the new nightmare, but I know that any new version of a revered text, a favorite old book, play or movie invites invidious comparison. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it does. it
2: does. And here she is. Except I feel like this movie was made. Almost to a completely different audience, like in the hopes or I guess in the expectation yes. that that audience had never seen the original. That's how I felt about it.
3: Yeah. And and that was the intent. So, um, you know, the director, he straight up had said, because we'll talk about it, but the tone of... These are completely different movies. Yeah, I know. Like they're completely different except for Freddy Krueger is in both of them and they borrow scenes. But other than that, it's crazy that they have so much in common and yet I do not consider them similar at all. Yeah. Because the tone they're going for in this one is much darker. It's much more serious. Absolutely. And I, I don't understand (laughs) how you can make Freddy Krueger serious. (laughs) I don't. I don't get that. That's, that's See, my issue. That's my problem is I
2: grew up with this movie and I right. saw him as a fucking pedophile. Spoiler alert. I mean, yeah, he's like fucking dark as shit. And then I watched the original and I'm he's not a pedophile in the original a man's tongue. Being transported through a phone and <laughs> licking a girl's face. And I was like, what am I watching? Like He
3: licked a girl's face in this one. Only I know, it just but wasn't it was
2: cool. It was creepy it, as fuck.
3: Yeah, no, it was just an actor licking another actor's face. This was a telephone that had a tongue come out of it. And say, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. A line that this movie killed, by the way,
2: and not in a good way. Let's all talk about how the original was like
3: Kate's bread and butter.
2: Yes. That is yes. like her
3: sense of humor. Like, absolutely. A hundred percent is my favorite kind of horror. I'm glad you said that because like, yeah, I'm we need to be very we need to be very upfront with our biases for this one yeah. because we be, we have conflicting biases. So <laughs> I categorized my biases. <laughs> I love that because they are numerous, and I was like, okay, I'm everyone. Here's the thing: Uh, just a quick disclaimer. I'm just an idiot with a microphone. (laughs) My opinion doesn't matter, so you can disagree with me. That's fine. It doesn't matter. We like different things, and but all my opinions are shamelessly biased, and I'm like very obstinate about them. Um, So there are three major ones. Love it. That I'm sure club members might already have predicted. One is 80s, which Arianna already knows. (laughs) If a movie, if it's an 80s horror movie, baby, I will forgive everything. Yes, yes. Like, it's all fine. Um, (laughs) My favorite generation of horror by far is, like, 80s horror. It was, it's like, for me, it was, like, a deeply influential period in horror. Like, think about it. You got Friday the 13th. That was 82. Um, Evil Dead was in 81. Poltergeist was 82. Children of the Corn was... 84. Fright Night was 84. Child's Play was 88. Like, oh, my (laughs) God. So many amazing, influential movies coming out in the 80s. So I immediately have like this love and this bias. And also, it's really nostalgic for me because some of the first movies that I was introduced to were of that genre. Mm -hmm. So like The Thing which mm-hmm. is number one on our scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with it, which is 1982. And then American Werewolf in London, which I watch yep. like twice a year since I was six. That's 1981. So anything that's trying to take something from the 80s and make it decidedly un-80s is not going to feel yeah. right to me. It's
2: going to hate that. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I think your bias is the
3: same as my bias. I mean, we both grew up with
2: this vibe. Like we both grew up with yeah. our own separate biases. I like 2010s because that's when I started yeah. watching horror movies, and you started Sinister. watching them much younger
3: with your family. Yeah. <laughs> I think yours is probably more normal. The more, I think about the more I think about it, I'm like, should I like these old movies that were made before I was born? Should I really be wagging my fist at this movie that was aimed at me in my generation? <laughs> yes, I should be. Because what they did to Freddy is character assassination. And I will get there. I'm here. I for will it. get to that. I'm here for <laughs> it.
2: Make him make him a creepy
3: ass pedophile. I'm here for it. No. Yes. Oh, my God. So that's my first bias. My second bias is um, it relates to Freddie and what they did to his face. And that bias is CGI. Yeah. I think about 90 percent of CGI is garbage. And this movie was no exception. (laughs) Um, The only the only issue is like the the antagonist faces 2010s CGI. Yeah. I just don't think we have the technology to be doing this
2: kind (laughs) of thing yet. (laughs) Well, we say that in retrospect, but back then it was like, oh, this is cool.
3: Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, that's how I feel when I'm showing you movies from the 80s. And I'm like, clap, clap, (laughs) clap now, (laughs) clap, clap now. (laughs) And you're like, I don't get it. And then Uh, I'm like looking at this CGI. I'm like, I don't get it. I liked it better when it was a mask. I don't know what to say. It looked better to me. And it wasn't just me. So I looked up some public opinion, which I'm not going to get to yet because honestly, I don't think that matters because I think that what matters more is Ariana's opinion. I want to know how you felt about it. i think it's gonna be really sad when we get to the
2: part about the rotten tomatoes critic score because honestly i looked that up and i almost did a spit take because i was like holy fuck did it do well
3: (laughs) did it do well did people like this movie let's not let's we'll we'll get there we'll get there we'll hold okay that's for that's for the end oh my god my heart Oh, it's done. This done. is going to be a
2: very complicated, long, dense episode for everyone. Yes,
3: <laughs> guys, buckle up. Buckle up. Hold on to your butts, because guess what? <laughs> you thought we were just talking about the remake and fun twenty ten. Uh-uh. I'm honestly
2: surprised this one won our poll. I thought for sure it would have been Suspiria.
3: It won by a lot. I thought, Suspe- I thought Suspiria I thought was a was absolutely gonna win the remake poll. Yeah. But people were like, nah, we wanna we I think they knew, honestly. I think this movie is gonna be divisive and I think you set us up. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think they were like people have strong opinions one I, way or the other I, with this I, movie. I, I,
3: I, I, that's what they said. That's what they no, no, I hate
2: disagreeing with you, Kate. It's
3: so hard to disagree. No. Oh, I, it is, but it isn't because at the end of the day you know that um I'm ridiculous and stupid. Which brings me <laughs> To my third bias, I have three major biases okay. that are going to affect my perception of this movie. And this one is a biggie. As Ariana knows, Wes Craven and I, yep. that, that's my ride or die. I know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wes, Craven, Wes Craven, who did, you know, Scream. Everyone knows I'm obsessed with Scream. Um, also, you know, created, directed, wrote the original Nightmare. Um, and he, Craven's a very big deal. <laughs> so he's like commonly been recognized as one of the greatest masters of the horror genre and like his work is extremely influential in horror. And you have, and this is, I would love to go head to head with these two, Ariana, because last house on the left, what do you think of? I think of the new one. Yeah. You think of the new one. Same, uh, the hills have eyes. I think of the new one. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just completely, Different, it's like a cultural divide, but we're the same age. It's very confusing. It very I think weird. I may be an old person. Well, I think it's because your, your dad
2: introduced you to all yes. of these things that meant a lot to him, and I didn't have that.
3: I had that big sponge brain just <laughs> absorbing what the correct horror answers Meanwhile, are. Meanwhile, my dad
2: was showing me, like, airplane and, like... <laughs> <laughs>
3: My dad liked Airplane too. Such a good movie. Everyone, I think everyone's dad at one point <laughs> vacated. Yeah. <vacation. laughs> I've never seen National Vacation. Oh, so good. So good. Quoted on the reg. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I need to watch that with you. Well, that's one thing that I also like about doing this podcast with you is like you have such different opinions from me. And do you, I never would have again, I never would have even heard of this movie. And I definitely and I definitely wouldn't have appreciated what it meant to you and to (laughs) teenagers getting into horror in the 2010s. So, yes, I'm excited to talk about it. I
2: think you probably on the list of things that you liked about this movie. I'm going to guess that a lot of the 2010s nostalgia perks of this movie are on that list.
3: I mean did I, uh, yeah slouchy beanie is on the list <laughs> slouchy if that's beanie. what you're asking about yeah I made
2: I made a list of things that are about to come back into style
3: I was hoping you would do that <laughs> I was ho- I was looking at all the fashion in this movie the in this 2010s is on movie point. Yeah, because, like, that's, like, how we dress or, like, how we wished we could dress. You know what I mean? When we were stupid little teens. Uh I was, like, a sophomore when this movie came out. Yeah. So, like, and I'm looking at everyone in their, like, twee fashion. I know. And I'm like, oh, no. I know. Well, that's the (laughs) thing. It's like,
2: and obviously we'll have to delve deeper into, like, the character development and everything. But I think in the 80s, the Nancy was a completely different character than the Nancy of this movie. Oh,
3: yes. That, that confused me the most. Like
2: 100% completely different. Like Rooney Mara as Nancy is like emo, millennial, alternative vibes. Yeah. And the OG Nancy, correct me if I'm wrong, I can't. I mean, I only saw it once a few years ago, but... To me, she seemed like she was like preppy and almost like she's very.
3: Oh, yeah. She's just like girl next door, like going to school, like got her group of friends, has her like sweet, precious himbo boyfriend, Johnny Depp, you know. Oh, my God. Wait, Johnny Depp was
2: Nancy's. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought he was the
3: blonde girls. He's not even in this movie. No, the blonde girls. (laughs) No, no, the blonde girls not in it either. Oh, yeah, you're right. I thought he they replaced the blonde right? girl with a different blonde girl uh, named Chris yeah. instead of Tina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a list okay. of all the major differences. One, A couple of things I will say I'm going to talk about at the end because I, I want to make sure that we're focusing on the remake because back into, you know, 2008 when I was but a wee babe, I already talked about this movie. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you can go back and hear what I have to say. But I, I will at the end, if it's all right, be like, uh... You know, this let's let me okay. Let me just I'll I'll go ahead and tell you. My second tab that I have open it just says a log of my grievances. Oh no!
2: Fuck. I'm just hoping
3: I can air that out at the end.
2: <laughs> we're gonna have to have a lot of like decompression and yeah. discuss the movie after everything. That way we can really talk about what we're concerned <laughs> about because I made a bunch of lists as well.
3: Oh God, we got lists on lists I, again. <laughs> I hope you guys are ready, but Ugh. before we move on, I want to give, um, a uh, thank you to the people who recommended this episode. Me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it was just you. It wasn't just you. I don't know. I think it was me. It. I mean, it was mostly you. Hold on. Someone had to have supported you. I
2: literally wrote, I wrote today's episode was recommended by, in all caps, don't worry about it.
3: <laughs> it was literally just you. You manipulative bitch. I don't think
2: anyone, I mean- People wanted to do the remake poll. It won. And mm-hmm. I had mentioned doing this on our, I think, our mini episode, our most recent mini episode. And yes, you did. And I think on our Discord, <laughs> people were like, oh, maybe we should do that, blah, blah, blah. And so that's why I put it up there. But it was me oh. who mentioned it first. And then I added a bunch of other remakes that I honestly thought would win. And I thought this one would be last. So I didn't worry about it. I didn't think this one would win at all. Don't I need worry. To ask you, I need to ask you a very
3: direct question. What? As 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 we mentioned in our last episode, we have a new perk for club officers. So people who support us on our Patreon page, there are club officers um, and they get to be part of our exclusive discord channel, which is popping off right now, actually, um, <laughs> where everyone just like chits and chats. Uh, Ariana, I'm going to just ask you straight up, are you using an <laughs> alias on the discord to manipulate the club? That
2: does sound like something I would do.
3: It sure does. And I know that you do have an alias that you're using <laughs> in that discord and I know who it is. <laughs> I know who you are.
2: Eh, don't worry about it guys. <laughs> uh
3: uh-huh. Uh huh. huh. So if something seems like, I don't know, like very in line with Ariana's way of thinking, just like take a step back. <laughs> Think about if you've been played because I know I have. Don't worry about it, bro. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, But, yeah, first, some club bulletins, if I may. Um, Speaking of club officers, we have a new club officer. Yay! Yay. We have Bob from Chicago. He is the sweetest Chicago. Nice. What do they put on their hot dogs there? Pickles? Onions? Oh,
2: I don't know. All I know is deep dish pizza. That's all I know.
3: And I'm like, hot dog. Chicago hot dog. I'm Googling it. Oh, yeah, I'm right. It is poppy seed bun. Wait, what? Yeah, poppy seed bun, yellow mustard, chopped white onion, a sweet p- pickle relish, a d- d- and a dickle, p- uh, dickle pickle, a Ooh. dill pickle spear, and tomato slices. That sounds yeah. very unique. It's delicious. <laughs> I've had them before. They're really good. And nice. that's the first thing I thought I, th- I thought about whenever I met you, Bob. I just hope you know that. Um, <laughs> and also, Bob is just like a really sweet guy. He had a lot of sweet things to say, say about the show, so, and he's our new club secretary. So yeah, give him a warm nice. welcome. Yeah. And also, you there. Yeah, you. Yeah. You didn't think I was looking at you, did I? Well, I am. And I noticed that this is your first time here. And I hope you know that you are now a club member, whether you like it or not. You are a member of this club. And if it seems dysfunctional, it is dysfunctional. Because it is. (laughs) And you're part of that now. So welcome. Um, And also just a quick shout out to um, everyone who's been participating so far in our merch giveaway. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. A lot of people,
2: actually, surprisingly, (laughs) I was not expecting this many people. But
3: yeah, we're doing a really cool giveaway, Um, basically for every review that you leave somewhere on our behalf um, up until the end of April. uh, You get two entries into a raffle and for every rating, meaning just like a five star, hopefully rating, you get one entry (laughs) into a raffle (laughs) and that raffle goes into a pot to win any merch item of your choosing from our online store, which you can find on our website. It's NightlightHorrorMovieClub.com. movie And holy crap, we've got some really cute merch. Yes. People are coming for people are, are I specifically mentioning the black sleeved sweatshirt. Yeah, I like when that. When they one. write in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that reminds me, if you do rate and review I, it's anonymous. So I need you to let me know you did it. So if you could send me some proof, um, email people, us. people have been really good about that. Yeah. Just email us. It's nightlight horror movie club at gmail.com. Just send me like a snapshot screenshot, whatever you can saying, Hey, look, I reviewed and you can review multiple places. I know some people who have quite a few entries cause they've been like hitting up all the things, Ooh, all the places. Damn. Yeah. Cause we want to help you guys. We want to, um, make sure that you guys get the merch you deserve. Because it is some quality stuff and also it helps us a lot in the algorithm that be and I just like celebrating the club and seeing what the club likes and what direction they want things to go because at the end of the day, that's what it is. It is a club and we want to build it the way you guys want it built. So. Oh, yeah. Except whenever um, Ariana is in charge. (laughs) I didn't know that I I should have known that this day would come. I just I thought I would. See it coming? Uh, where I'm manipulating the polls so that yes. these terrible movies will win. You do you put it in alphabetical order when it benefits your movie no. that you want. Yes. I did you put did. this one first, but I was like,
2: nah, people won't pick it because it's first. And then They, they did. sure
3: did. You, guys, she did it again. This is what I'm talking about. Guys, prove me wrong. Yeah, stop picking the first one unless <laughs> it sounds like
2: something I would like. Unless you actually want us to review it. <laughs> well, those are the club
3: bulletins. I think we, I think we have a lot to talk about, so we might as well dive right in. Let's talk about this 2010 remake, Ariana. Oof.
2: Yeah. I got a teaser for you. A tease. I got you a a little tease. I wrote, Freddy Scissorhands gets revenge. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got for (laughs) you. These teasers are getting more and more, more and more random. We used to actually give a fuck.
3: Well, there you have it, folks. (laughs) And she, you know what? There's really not much more to it than that. Like, that's about what it is. Well, I, I think that's perfect.
2: Yeah. I also got a movie
3: genre for you. Hit me.
2: Obviously, what's the real one? What did you pick for, like, a real genre? Ugh,
3: the real genre would probably be what we called it on our poll, which is a remake. Yeah, remake. Um, I also
2: put, like, Paranormal Slasher. Because I feel sure. like that's very specific. And I don't know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't think of another one right now that's, oh, Um, maybe terrifier yeah terrifier is absolutely a normal slasher Mm -hmm. um but my other genres are dream sequence or nah
3: (laughs) that's a good one that's great that's a good game to play during a movie this whole
2: fucking movie is like dream sequence and then reality and then dream sequence and then reality and you don't know what's fucking real and what's not until shit goes down
3: And it's intentional, and that's that. I'll give credit to them. Yeah, we like it. They they introduced this concept of micro naps, which I thought was very 2010s. (laughs) Also, I love that he mansplains
2: micro naps too.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, they there's a this movie involves a lot of like it's 2010, like we don't have to just like be scared and run and hide. We can like get to the bottom of it. Yeah, but I'm like, guys, it's Freddy Krueger, like. Guys, Giga
2: Blast exists. We can Giga Blast this shit. Giga Blast! And figure oh my it God.
3: out. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about the fake ser- search engine in this movie, Giga Blast. Can I talk about it now? I must. I no, feel I
2: like can't. I feel like when I first saw this movie, it, it wasn't super weird to me that they had like a different search engine <laughs> because I feel like Google was like heavily featured, but this was around the time when like Bing was also trying yeah, to be yeah, a thing. Yeah. And there was like, it wasn't Ask. just com, Google. Yahoo. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yahoo. All those, you know, all those dead ones that Gen Zers are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Ask this one is giga blast. And it is so energetic. Whenever you um, instead of search, the button says blast, blast. off. Yeah. <laughs> with an exclamation point on it. And this is made only even more enjoyable by the fact that the character, they show him typing. Then he presses enter. And and clicks it. the button for that sweet <laughs> 90s ASMR <laughs> for blast off search. Oh, so searching good. things was such a big deal for people back then.
2: I know. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, this is a modern movie. They're in a library with surrounded by 20 books. But let's just Google it all.
3: <laughs> that's goo- Yeah. It's like, thank God we went to the library. I'm like, you have a computer. It is 2010.
2: You have a computer at home.
3: Yeah. Use your family's computer. They are all still using Nokia's though. So just to make for people who yeah. didn't, who don't remember what 2010s was like, it was slouchy beanies, crappy phones, yes, bad internet. This was the the thing that everyone was getting. Like, what was it? Like the chocolate,
2: the chocolate phone. You know what I'm talking about? Why does that ring a bell? Yeah, it's
3: because. Why it do was I feel like, like I really wanted that? Yeah, I really wanted it too.
2: I mean, it was like kind of around. So you had like the regular like. Flip phones like Nokia, and then it became Mm. like the chocolate slide phones, and then it was like the (gasps) Blackberries, and then it was like the Razors.
3: I had an orange kickback or kick slide or slide. Oh, did you? I could totally see you with that. Yeah, (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, whatever it is, it was it was good times. I had a little pink BlackBerry.
2: I was like a little BlackBerry. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, they called it a blackjack. It was like a knockoff BlackBerry.
3: A blackjack? What are you like a CFO? Yeah, it was (laughs) like a little CFO. I couldn't. The thing with the Blackberries is, I could not, I, and I am not a big person, but that's a phone made for ants. I can't <laughs> dial that thing. It needs to be at least three times this size. Three times bigger than this. I couldn't
2: <laughs> use them. Yeah, that's weird. I never had a problem with it, but thinking back on it now, it feels like it would have been too small. I don't know.
3: It was like it was like an independent skill. It's like I couldn't yeah. I couldn't use your phone, but you probably would have been you like learned. confused by my phone. Yeah, yeah. You
2: learn to use your phone.
3: But nowadays, anyway. everyone has the same fucking phone and it's great. And it's great. We can all break into each other's phones and use them. That's right. It's perfect. That's the way <laughs> Apple intended. <laughs> all right. I have one more genre. What is it?
2: You know what it is.
3: Is there corn in this movie? Bet your ass there
2: is. There's corn. <laughs> I missed the corn again. Bro, They fully drive their car into a cornfield and leave it there. When? Right before they get to the preschool.
3: That makes the movie sound a lot more fun than I'm remembering it to be.
2: <laughs> there's a part <laughs> with know. a cornfield. Also, this takes place in Ohio. So obviously there's yeah, going to yeah, yeah. be a corn horror at some yeah. point, but they oh, fully drive their car into it. a cornfield and then leave it. I
3: can't. I don't even remember that scene. I I, ha, I think I have corn blindness. Did you watch this movie? Or I swear I watched this movie. <laughs> there are things that I cannot unsee from this movie. <laughs> Freddie's face being the first one. (laughs) What did they do to my boy? You love it. You love it. We're not there yet. Should we talk about the cast a little bit? Who's in this movie? Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, talk about your favorite girl. I mean, we
2: all know I love Rooney Mara. She loves Rooney Mara because she is Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I think I saw her in, I can't remember if Girl with the Dragon Tattoo came out before or after this, but it was kind of around the same time. Social Network? Oh, I don't remember. Is she like
3: the love interest in Social Network? Uh, As close as he got. Yeah, she was mm. the girlfriend in the very beginning that he breaks up with because he's just like openly insulting her for. That's probably why I don't remember her not going cause... to Harvard or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it doesn't end well for him in that movie. It's it's a sad, sad tale, the Social Network. And mm. yeah, now what's what's his name? Uh, Sweet Baby Rays? No. Yeah. What's his name?
2: Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. No, the real one. Oh, uh, Facebook guy,
3: Mark something. Yeah, see, I can't even. Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, see? Mark.
2: Oh, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, see, yeah. no one cares.
3: <laughs> no one fucking cares. Mark Facebook, I don't know. Um, yeah, Mark Facebook, that's the guy, that's the one. <laughs>
2: but you know who Rooney Mara is married to, right?
3: Actually, I don't. Oh my
2: God. You don't, and I don't I'm know ba- if you like this person. I feel like you're not, I don't feel like you don't like him. Oh, no. Joaquin Phoenix. Whoa. Okay, what a moody couple that I is. I know. I kind of like it though. They like match each other's energy.
3: I do. I do like it. Um Joaquin has been making me a little concerned lately. See, that's
2: I feel like there was vibes. I feel like you were going to be like I don't like him. I'm I'm just a little worried about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, they're moody together now and I think they have a kid. They're very I know they are. I think they have a child. But her her real name is Patricia. I thought that was a fun little Patricia? Yeah, Rooney Mars' first name is Patricia. Patty. Patty, Patty. <laughs> Trish? Yeah. Trish is cute. Trish. I think her her maiden, her mom's maiden name was Rooney. Last name was ah. Rooney. And so she like adopted that as her first name.
3: Fun it makes facts. a lot more sense for her vibe. Like she doesn't carry a Patricia energy. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like it's yeah, kind of it, funny. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. Completely. Patricia is right. like popular in school or something. Yeah, but like Gen X popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patricia's yeah. like very like wants to talk to everybody. Very, yeah. a, you know, gregarious. Yeah, not Rooney. No, but
2: anyway, I'm assuming you are going to talk a lot about the male lead.
3: Of course I am. Our favorite. Kyle Gellner. We love him. He is. I love him. In so much. many horror movies. He is haunting in Connecticut. Yes. Check. Um. Oh, shit. What's the what one I'm thinking about right now? Scream. Scream. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. No, that's not the one I was thinking about. He's
2: in Scream, your favorite shit.
3: That's not, no, no, that's not what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Jennifer's body. Yes, Jennifer's body. That yeah. I, I could not. He's also get in there. Smile, but he's an adult. He's kind of weird. in Smile. Yep. I, I've, I have loved him. And again, I, oh, I had someone write in and say that they also are obsessed with Veronica Mars. So at least there's oh, yeah, two Veronica of us. Yes. Which means I can say it again. That I <laughs> saw him in Veronica Mars on my little DVD set, on my little full, portable DVD player. What's whatever. his character in Veronica Mars? A very complex one. Okay. A very complex, kind of like underdog, unusual, quirky type dude that's very important for the plot. Season two, watch it. It's really I feel good. like
2: that's his character. That's it like is. who he is in every
3: single He's good movie. at being like mysterious and moody, moody yeah. and like kind of like an underdog. Offbeat. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Very broody. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's who he is in this in this movie. He's his character is Quentin uh, made up character for this movie. But like (laughs) I think like the loose interpretation of Johnny Depp because they knew that they couldn't hit that
2: mark. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They went in a completely different direction. So they didn't even have to try. But he wears a beanie. He's got like emo (laughs) stoner energy. We're here for it.
3: I'm, I so here, and this is where I'm like, if I was 16 year old me, I would have been like, I love this movie. Because <laughs> of that. Because he's the 16 year old dream. Really? Me. Oh yes. my God. Ugh. Moody. Okay. Like soft spoken. God, I, if he's wearing eyeliner, like just say less. <laughs> Take me to the drive in. Let's go to Sonic together. Let's go to Sonic. Yeah. Oh, Marry me. Ask me to prom. <laughs> I think him and Rooney Mara
2: make a good couple because they're both like emo energy.
3: I think that they should make a good couple. And I think that independently, I think they're both really great actors. But I think that Kyle Gallner, aka Quentin, I think that he acts circles around Rooney Mara in this movie. Really? Yeah, I do. I could see that. But I I feel like have you seen her in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? I think she's a fab. No, she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think this might have been early in her career, and let's be honest, Nancy's kind of like a two-dimensional. That's what character i was going to say. I don't think
2: it's her fault. Yeah, I think no, it's, it's the not. Character. Like she's
3: she's such a flat character. Yeah, I agree. And the original Nancy isn't. So I'm just like confused by that decision to make her. Just I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Does does it does it seem? What about
2: the original Nancy feels not flat to you?
3: The original Nancy was like very emotional, um, very reactive. Um, ha- like constantly talking with her mother about everything. Um, very protective. And this one, she seems to just kind of like numbly react to the goings on around her. She's also been
2: through trauma as a child. Isn't that the point? <laughs> yeah. All these people have like fucked up emo energy. And it's like, well, when we find out like why all of this is happening, it's like, oh, okay, maybe this is. Repressed, and that's why that's me creating a reason for this.
3: I think that you're giving her that way too, too much, much credit. credit. Too I much think you're credit. giving it way too I'm gonna much. I'm going to give this movie cause... way
2: too much fucking credit this whole time. So get I ready. I know you are. I know
3: you are. You're like, listen, you don't understand. I will protect her. I will defend her honor. This 2010s movie. I also
2: appreciated as like a inwardly emo 16 year old. Yeah, I feel like that was like. The not like the cool thing to do when it was our age, but like that was definitely like where a lot of the alternative kids went to. And I appreciated seeing that represented for my generation in this movie. And it's like a completely different role than the original Nancy. And I get that. But I felt like this was more realistic for like millennials. Probably. I don't know. Plus the way she acted, like it wouldn't have been a normal thing for her to be like outwardly emotional. Why? Because that's not how like this vibe is. Like that's not how like emo people okay. are. Bias, got it.
3: So <laughs> Ariana acts like that. Ariana is like she's not gonna like explode her emotions at you. Like I don't know some people that we know who are talking right some now. people. Yeah, which is why, of course, you're gonna be defensive of Nancy. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why doesn't
2: she show her emotions? And I'm like, Kate. <laughs> It's normal
3: sometimes. It's just so abnormal. It's normal for some people. I'm like, no, the original Nancy makes more sense. You know, she's obsessed with her boyfriend. She's talking to her mom the whole time. Yeah. You know.
2: She's just a little bit more introverted than the OG Nancy. It's fine.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just not used to an introvert being a a protagonist and a slasher. No, that's not true. I think I just don't write. Yeah, I I just don't. See, now I'm trying to give her credit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying Rooney I really I tried
2: <laughs> We love Rooney but let me just say one more thing about Kyle Gowner. Gawner I my boyfriend for the first time saw him in Haunting of Connecticut and so that was like also one of my horror movie renaissance movies yeah. loved that
3: That was the movie where my mom screamed in the theater <laughs> at the intro yeah. at the opening credits why was there like a jump because- scare no, it was not a jump scare. It was just like, it went to black. Then it was like, done. And it like did like the first piece of the credit. And she screamed and the two women (laughs) sitting next to her that she was sharing her blanket with, who did not come with us, also screamed. Why does this like
2: pretty much like completely tell me who you are as a person? Like this entire story is like- Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I understand now. (laughs) Because that word for word is something that you would 100% do. (laughs) Like, I think I've been in a movie with you where you've screamed at something that's not meant to be scary. I can't help 100%. It.
3: The Thompsons, are we're a jumpy group of women. You really are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I was going to say is that Kyle Gellner is my scream queen, but a male version. And so I created a word for a male scream queen. Scream queen. Are you ready?
3: What is it? is it? It's not just scream king? Because that no. would work. No, it has to rhyme. Okay. Okay, I got four. Ready? Wince
2: Prince, <laughs> Cry Guy, <laughs> Bellow Fellow, yeah, and Holler Baller.
3: Holler Baller, <laughs> shot caller. That's the one. I kind of like Wince Prince. I like Wince Prince. Wince Prince is like condescending, which I, also I know, which appreciate. I like. Yeah, I'm I like that. The, it. It's like the queens and the the princes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Be like, nah, we were here first, bitch. (laughs) We were getting murdered way before you. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We're the queen of this genre. This is my house. Yeah. Truly, that's how horror feels to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, yeah. This is is where I get to win.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's rare to find, like, a male teenager that just, like, embodies, like, all of these, like, male protagonists, but, like, almost, like, I don't know. Not, not the main person, you know, he's never like the main person.
3: No, he's just kind of around. Yeah. (laughs) Which is fine. We're here. I don't have a problem. We recognize
2: you. We know you're a character actor and we're here for it.
3: Yeah, we are here for it. (laughs) I'm absolutely here for it. Call me, Kyle. Call us. Do you have any
2: info about all the rest of the cast here?
3: That really mattered to me. One, one very important thing to note is that this is the first movie in the franchise where Freddy Krueger was not portrayed by Robert England. Which was a Ariana didn't even blink. She didn't even make any sort of face. She wasn't because he's because this is a completely almost like a completely different character. You're supposed to nod solemnly. He is an icon. (laughs) (laughs) He's an icon. It's a completely different character. Why would it be this? Robert, I know he's a completely different character, but Robert England is Freddy Krueger. And and he's like, people adore him as a person and him as a character. So Robert England is an absolute icon. That's not even up for debate. Like, it's just the facts. I read that he
2: did approve, though, of their choice in hiring this guy to play the new Freddy.
3: He sure did. He was like, yeah, let's let's he was excited to see what the new technology would be like. Yep. Um And he was like, yeah, this is going to be great. Like, pick, let's do a new Freddy. Let's mix it up, which I again, he's such a cool guy to kind of like pass the torch on. So like gracefully, like that's really cool. Um, But he hated what what they made of it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I take everything I said that he was so sweet and like, yes, guys, Critics, give him a chance. They're going to do something cool. They're going to do something fresh. And then he was like, I hate the makeup. (laughs) Eh, And he he hated the uh, characters. He said that he said Freddy Krueger, OG Freddy Krueger said there are no empathetic characters in this movie.
2: I don't know. I disagree. I know you do. I found I I found the characters in the original to be more flat, but I find it very difficult to connect with characters in 80s movies. And I know that's like. A very broad statement, but it's true. Like no, in I general, it. it's hard. I feel like their mannerisms are different than our generations, and it's hard for me to understand what they're trying to say
3: or do. Yeah, you just—you really didn't grow up watching any '80s Mm-mm. movies, did you? Well, I mean, besides
2: like comedies and stuff.
3: Okay, what about like um, black and white movies or something like that? Mm-mm. No. No. Okay, so I, that's what—that's another thing. Is I grew up on like like my dad was like. Old school horror movies, and my mom was like Turner Classic Movie, black and white, like a Philadelphia story, um, like Cary Grant, Katherine Hepburn kind of vibe.
0: Mm-mm.
3: So I, that's what I was raised on. Gotcha. So I think I feel more comfortable in those generations, and I can empathize more with those than I even can with more modern horror wow. movies. Oh,
2: interesting.
3: Yeah, I I don't think I can think of one black and white movie
2: that I like watched. Uh, my family definitely wasn't like watch these movies. Like, I don't think anyone was like watch these movies, except maybe I picked up It's a Wonderful Life.
3: I was about to say, you're going to say It's a Wonderful Life. It's the only the, the one I've ever seen. The one that seen. everyone's seen. Yeah, Girl, one of these days I'm going to sit you down and I'm going to make you watch I'm um, Bringing Up Baby and you're going to fucking love it. That's never all I never even heard say. of that. Catherine Hepburn. Oh, my God. It hurts my heart when you say the yeah. things you say. Oh, right. my God. Okay, <laughs> fine. Kate's going to murder see,
2: me.
3: You see where this is going to be a painful episode <laughs>
2: for both of us? <laughs> Wait, well, well, let's, let's talk about how Kellen Luss is in this from Twilight. We're going to mention Twilight. We're going to talk about Katie Cassidy, who was also in When a Stranger Calls and Taken. Yes, she was. Yeah. And Connie Brighton, who was in American Horror Story.
3: Yeah, a complete misuse of Connie Brighton, by the way. Yeah, I felt like she should have had more of a role. I, I wrote down one of my first notes because I take written notes um, while I'm watching the movie. So I can just like freeform scrawl without looking at the screen. um And I have Kyle Gallner with two hearts next to it.
0: <laughs> Love that. Because he was
3: billed first and I was really excited for him. And then Connie Britton. And I was like, what? Because I didn't know she was in it. And I have one heart. And then I put an update note that says update a total waste of a Connie. <laughs> it's a good point. I never really considered that.
2: But yeah, you're right. She's like
3: three lines and she delivered all of them are delivered so flat and i'm
2: just like well she's her character is just like the quintessential teenager mom which has like very little involvement
3: that's not what my mom was like at all so (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) (laughs) that's why i'm with nancy where i'm like my mom would have known all of this oh my god (laughs) interesting okay this is this is actually very fast. This is a um a good read on you and me as people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's this whole podcast, is this? <laughs> just... I know. Just is oh, bearing no. our souls. Yeah, basically.
3: Anyway, do you have anything else to say? I, I don't have anything else to say about the cast or the production, but I do want to say I have a a section that I'm gonna talk about where I talk about sleep deprivation. Cool. And cause because if you if if you guys are unfamiliar you don't want to fall asleep around Freddy Krueger. And so they take steps, different steps in the different movies to stay awake. And so I wanted to talk about kind of what real medical sleep deprivation looks like. Whoa. Cool. Um, so I'm going to talk about that. And then uh, whenever I get the soapbox back, I'm going to give it to Ariana. And once I get it back, then I get to go through my log of grievances. But I love that.
2: Without further ado, can I wait? Can I ask you a question? Can I go through the reasons I like it first? Because I would love that. Because I want you to end on your stuff because I'm going to feel stupid going through why I like it no. <laughs> after you say what you
3: do No, don't like do not. I'm going to go
2: first. I'm going to go first. So then you can just rip it to shreds when I'm done.
3: I will rip it to shreds, but you should absolutely go first. And again, as I have stated, this is my opinion and my opinion is garbage and doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not garbage. It is good. I mean, it's, it's just like everyone's opinions. Garbage, right? Like it's all garbage. It's all garbage or none of it's garbage. It's all relative. <laughs> tell all me right. what you
2: liked about this movie. Well, I'm going to tell you at the end. I'm going to tell the story what? of the movie first.
3: OK, tell the story. Can I tell the things that I liked first? Yeah, I'm I'm just going to say the things I liked first. I thought the intro was really, really yeah. cool and good. And it's one of my cute. favorite horror intros yeah. of this genre, of this time. Yeah. Really it, loved it. I forgot that like horror
2: movies and like thriller movies used to do this like intro at the beginning. I forgot yes. it was a thing until I saw Black Phone and they did it in Black Phone, I was like, Oh my God, like I totally missed this.
3: Yeah, because Black Phone was trying to reach the recreate. nostalgia of the millennials yeah. mm-hmm. who grew up on this. Yep. Um, yeah. So I love the intro. I loved how moody the lighting was. I thought the lighting I thought this movie was visually very um, I thought the setting and the lighting was really, really gorgeous. Yep. It passed the Bechtel test a lot. Nice. And it had a lot of cool dream sequences. When did it pass the Bechtel? test? <laughs> I'm just wondering. The, pa- the mom and the daughter talking mostly. Oh, OK. About Freddie, though, right? Or no? Not exclusively about Freddie. They would have like conversations. OK, OK. Cool. But yeah, it's true. It's it's hard <laughs> to pass the Bechdel test when every conversation is about the male serial killer that we're trying not to get killer. killed by. Yeah, I'm like, I can't think of a conversation, but like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. But it did because I wrote it down and I don't write it down if it didn't happen.
2: That's true. That's true. I feel like the number of times one character says to another character some sort of phrase like, take a nap, close your eyes, get some yeah. sleep. <laughs> Just rest. It's like all these things, like people telling them to just go to sleep. And it's just, like just go Do you take not a little nap.
3: <laughs> I know. It's like you're not listening to me. <laughs> Stop telling me to go to sleep. <laughs> Stop it. And this movie does one other thing that I really loved about this movie is how they try to stay awake, which is Adderall, which is very much on brand oh for like 2010.
2: Yeah. The 2010 when he says it's like speed for kids with ADHD I'm like thanks for explaining what Adderall is but I guess in the 2000s maybe
3: like yeah but also like thanks for shaming everyone with ADHD so people think we're taking speed like (laughs) not quite that's not that's not quite how it works biologically when you have ADHD it works a little bit different
2: yeah (laughs) yeah That being said, I do have friends that do, and they want to stay up. So I feel like it works. Well,
3: no, it, it's a, it's a clever idea, but as someone who has ADHD and takes Adderall, that's not we're not taking it because it works like speed. It's like our brain, speed. our brain responds differently to stimulants. I don't want people thinking everyone ADHD is on speed.
2: I don't Not think anyone thinks that
3: I think this was a terrible oh, lots of lots of people think that Oh boy. lots of people think that yeah that's why a lot of people don't get diagnosed
2: I mean it is an amphetamine and so is speed but that's the only similarity Like
3: it is it is that's true um, but that stuff doesn't work the same <laughs> when you have ADHD <laughs> oh and that brings me to just one one thing because we're going to talk about sleep deprivation I like how they used Adderall and I made a little a little list of how you and I are going to survive okay Sounds good. I, I I made a plan in my head,
2: too, about what I would do in this scenario. So let's see With if it matches. me also, I assume. Are we slapping each other awake, taking turns? You bet it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we build a slap machine. <laughs> that's the plan. I love that. Sounds you gotta have good. a backup. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good plan. So let's talk about that at the end you want to talk about yeah, that yeah yeah okay, yeah okay okay cuz also
3: as you talk about the movie i'll probably think of better New better things. ways to yeah defend myself sure. against Freddy Krueger. fair yeah yeah he's
2: a hard villain i feel like when he's i he's a tough villain before i i remember having this memory of like when i was like really young like probably elementary school age like before this movie came out before like i was aware that this was a concept i remember like one of my friends told me about the concept of Freddy Krueger and how like you can't fall asleep because he'll kill you and his name is Freddy and the way that they told me was like in an urban legend kind of way (gasps) and not that it was like well I think they legitimately thought didn't know it was like a real thing I think you know how kids like tell each other (laughs) yeah that line
3: gets blurred between reality and and imagination yeah and
2: I do remember having one night where I remember waking my parents up and being like i can't go to sleep this guy named freddy he kills you when you're <gasps> sleeping and if you die in your sleep you die in real life
3: that's really cute
2: <laughs> and then i that's- saw this
3: movie and i was like cool <laughs> cool fucking cool. do it yeah <laughs> post and ariana is here for yeah, it emo
2: ariana let's do it emo
3: ariana <laughs> um yeah this movie like the original freddy krueger actually really did scare people yeah i'm sure like a lot
2: it sucks. You you have to sleep. You have to.
3: Your brain needs sleep. Your brain needs it. And that that completely different personality to Freddy is intentional. Like him being scary in a 2010s way versus in a 1984 way. That was like a very intentional shift because they wanted to. This movie, the intention was to make it dark and like gritty and real. Good. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I wanted that's it. That's what Ariana likes. I And watching this, I knew you would like it because of how they it's just like all laid out. Boom, 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 boom. Yes. I love that it's laid out. I love that it's a paranormal guy.
2: I love that it's like a (laughs) slasher. They're getting picked off one by one. It's dark as fuck. I feel like the reality of like something like this happening in regards to like and I don't want to spoil anything because we haven't gotten there yet. But like the way he becomes paranormal, I think is a lot more realistic than this, like, nebulous thing that the original created. Like, I never really understood the begin. I never understood the original. Like, I didn't what even. What is there to
3: understand? <laughs> I can't.
2: I didn't understand why, I guess. I mean, I don't want to. We need to talk about this at the end. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about this oh at the God. end. Because okay, I don't okay, want to okay, give okay, anything we'll get
3: away before people know. That's right. You're right. All right. Let's let's go. If, let's go. Okay. Let's go blow by blow okay, through okay, this okay. movie. All right. So the
2: movie opens with a 2010 movie, 2010 nightmare on Elm Street opens with a teenager named Dean at a small town diner struggling to stay awake. I like the diner. I thought the diner looked really good. Yeah, It's very cute. Yeah. It makes me creeped out anytime I go to any diner.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever been? I was going to ask, have you ever been to a diner that looks like this? Let me tell you about how it's not a Waffle House in Jersey.
2: There are millions of diners like a diner every 10 feet. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like there's a diner that me and Will go to frequently that looks exactly like this.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. I only see diners like this in like pulp fiction. All all we got down here is Waffle House. <laughs> Jersey loves a good diner. I don't know what it is. They also love a dive bar.
2: Me too. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah. So a few tables over from Dean, we have Quentin and his stoner friends, including a boy named Jesse, and they're chowing down at the diner. And we have Rooney Mara, who's a teenage girl named Nancy, our protagonist with her side hustle as a waitress in this tiny ass diner. And then we have (laughs) Nancy and Quentin and they're vibing and they like each other, blah, blah, blah. So the movie starts and Chris, who's this pretty blonde teenager played by Katie Cassidy, walks into the diner to meet Dean, the tired guy. (laughs) Dean tells her that he keeps having nightmares, that this burned man tries to cut him with a bladed glove Chris tells him it's just a dream. Don't worry about it. And Dean loses his temper and spills his coffee. And then Chris gets up to clean up the spill. And while she's away, Dean's POV changes and we enter a dream sequence. Um, And the dream sequence is creepy as fuck. There's all of a sudden no one in the restaurant except one waitress who is ignoring him. So he follows her into the back um, kitchen. And in the back, everything is dark and there's food on fire. And we see like gross cuts of meat. And suddenly the burned man appears and Dean grabs a steak knife off the table to defend himself. But the burned man then uses Dean's own hand to turn the knife to his throat. And then all of a sudden, we as the audience are out of the dream sequence, seeing what's happening IRL. And Chris finds Dean standing there with a knife to his throat, muttering, you're not real, you're not real. And then he uses the steak knife to cut his own throat in front of Chris, Nancy, Jesse and Quentin. So that's the opening scene.
3: It's a bad day. Pretty great. Pretty good. You keep calling him the Burned Man. (laughs)
2: Yeah, because at this point, the audience and well, I guess the audience knows, but the people don't have a name for him yet. So we all know this (laughs) is fucking Freddy, okay? When you
3: watched this movie in 2010, you thought you knew it was Freddy Krueger. Yeah, but the people don't know. Like the I I can't imagine anybody not knowing who Freddy Krueger is. No, the kids in in the movie. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. (laughs) The Characters don't know his name. That's why he's saying the burned man did this to me. Anyway, so we all know it's fucking Freddy. Okay. So it's Freddy (laughs) Krueger. And so now we're at Dean's funeral and Chris falls asleep and she dreams that she sees this little blonde girl tossing a bouquet of flowers into Dean's grave. And then the little girl turns around and she has like three or four linear bleeding slashes through her chest.
3: (gasps) Who could have done that?
2: And then Chris startles awake and the funeral is over. And then she looks at this poster someone had made of photos of Dean's childhood. And she sees a picture of the little girl.
3: And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the remake, um, Chris is basically Tina from the remake. I mean, from the original. Pretty much the same character, kind of. Yeah. Um, So she sees a
2: picture of the little girl that she just saw. um, Mm -hmm. But she sees the little girl with Dean at a playground when he was a kid and the audience then finds out that this little girl is actually Chris as a child. And Chris asks her mom how this picture is possible since she doesn't remember knowing Dean before high school. And her mom just like blows her off. Don't worry about it. LOL.
3: Which I'm like, <laughs> Lol, what? you sound crazy girl. What
2: are the chances that these five people have no recollection of any of the Things that happened to them prior to like elementary school. Like, I don't know about you, but I have memories
3: from. Yeah, that's like you would have to have like a group hypnosis, psychosis (laughs) induced by hypnosis. Yeah, literally. Uh There's no way. There's
2: no way. Not one person remembers anything.
3: No, they're like, what? What a mystery
2: we're all uncovering together. Also, you would like somehow something would happen where you'd figure out that you went to the same preschool, too.
3: Yeah, you would have noticed that because other students that you went to school with would also have noticed. that. Yeah. And you like have conversations
2: with people about like where you grew up and where you went to school and things like that. I feel like this would have come up. But yeah, this would have definitely come up. Yeah. So anyway, that's weird. Um... Sweep that underneath the rug. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Moving right along. Um, so over the next few days, Chris falls asleep in class and has like a very violent dream about Freddy Krueger and then wakes up in class screaming, OMG, so embarrassing. (laughs) Cringe. Cringe. But really though, um, the adults in her life are just like really chill about the fact that she just witnessed her friend slash his own throat. See, I was, this is one thing I did notice during this rewatch. Like, obviously I've seen this movie probably like North of, I don't know. Five or six times. What? Um, yeah, I love this movie, uh,
3: Kate. I think I need to watch it again with you. Yes. <laughs> I can't rinse Robert England out of my brain. Rinse. It just seems sacrilegious. Rinse it out.
2: Anyway, so I just think it's what the one thing that struck out to me for this rewatch was like how awkward the writing was about how she literally just watched her friend slice his own throat open with a knife and mm-hmm. the rest of the movie the adults are always like are you okay like what's going on like why are you yeah. screaming in your sleep why are you like falling asleep in class and screaming they're all just my like you're good my friend nearly
3: decapitated himself at my yeah. place of employment they would be
2: like mandatory counseling at school yeah in this day and age I feel like
3: <laughs> yeah they're like that sounds like it probably won't happen again they would be like how many therapists can we get you right now <laughs> The school board's like, I don't think he was that popular. I think it's I think it'll be more of a, you know, we don't want to work people up about the near decapitation, self decapitation. So weird. So weird. But with a steak knife, he takes a steak knife. I knew I knew he was going to do something with a steak knife when they showed her pulling away bits of steak from his plate.
2: Oh, yeah. But did you notice the bits of steak were like in the shape of a smiley face? No, I didn't. Yeah, that's the, that was the point of, of that creepy scene was to show you that like oh. this steak had been like moved into the shape of a smiley face.
3: Oh, I was like, he's gonna stab someone with the steak knife. Oh no, yeah. For, well, first I was like, who orders steak at a diner? Then I was like, <laughs> to have a steak knife to stab yourself <laughs> to stab yourself. Why else? Why else? Why else would you order the steak at a diner? It was a pretty
2: juicy looking steak though.
3: It's a mm. lot of juice a lot of juice that's how you know it's a good steak <laughs>
2: yeah plus i feel like steak knives i i don't know they wouldn't
3: cut through that as easily as it cut through a i don't think
2: you can cut through fucking
3: anything with a diner knife i'm just that's saying. what i was gonna say
2: it's like a lot of sawing to cut through like meat and this guy just literally like slashes his throat like it's super yeah. fucking easy it would never
3: so easy it, maybe
2: if you had a scalpel that was like new and like very sharp you could do like that like 15 inches long yeah but it's not it's too dull i don't know and too it's dull. like serrated like i don't know doesn't make sense
3: also guess how much i care about this death
2: oh my god i love this death so this no, no 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 oh. i like the kill i don't oh, care okay. about the death oh yeah cuz i don't know this guy <laughs> oh yeah i think it's just like a fun little thing at the beginning to get your attention. Sure, but there's only like four deaths in this movie. Yeah, but I think it's to show how all of the characters are connected, right? Because every character's in this scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: You're right. It's a catalyst. Yeah, yeah. 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 I hear you. Yeah. So,
2: um, yeah. So back to it. So Chris's mom is a flight attendant and she's just like, LOL, gotta go to London on a red eye. So I'm just gonna leave. I don't really care. that you just I
3: can't it doesn't I, make any sense i i re-watched that scene well the mom is a really bad actress so i feel bad but. i i was like what is going your daughter just witnessed the, uh, the grisly suicide of someone she knows <laughs> yeah. yesterday yeah and you have to take a flight for your job as a flight attendant she's like god and she's eye. like Are, will you be okay she says fully dressed as a flight attendant with her bags in her arm and i'm yeah. like Please don't leave her alone. That's a bad idea. Also, what airline do you work for? Because this house is like 5,000 square feet. I know. That's what I was saying. I'm like in manicured. Yeah.
2: Explain yourself. And also what airline. Frickin Chris has her own like punch buggy
3: car. I, the, I, I saw the punch buggy too and I was like fucking rich bitches. I know. Well, that's. I was jealous immediately. Same. Same. Yeah. Very weird. Um, what did you
2: drive in high school? My black Pontiac, the one that I just <gasps> gave away or sold oh, recently. Oh, my
3: heart! I know oh, my little black you Pontiac. You through so much. I loved it. Oh. Car. I cried when my dad cubed my car. Oh God! I'm sure you watched it get yeah. cubed. It got it got cubed. Oh, I would have cried <laughs> and so it was, hard. Um, I cried, and it wasn't not a good car. It was like a Dodge Caravan, oh. and. I had to replace a fuse every time that I turned it on, and it didn't have AC, so Ooh. I'd have to keep the windows open, but then when you're driving on the interstate, stuff gets in your eyes, because you're going 70 miles an hour with the windows open, so you have to wear goggles, <laughs> and also, the upholstery on top of it, like, the ceiling was falling down, so I was just thumbtacking One that of up. Those, yeah. And so every now and then, like, a thumbtack would rain from the sky onto your lap as Perfect. you're driving down the interstate, so... That's good, but I loved that car. Oh, so. yeah, it's I loved it. To love your first car. Yeah, I mean, it's with you for like ten years, and you see it like every day for ten years. Mine did not make it ten years. Bless her. Oh, she was an old girl. Yeah, <laughs> I think my dad just took her out back and shot her. <laughs> Don't come outside. <laughs> yeah, put her out of her misery. Oh, but yeah, did, would I have preferred like a beautiful like Herbie fully loaded style white Beetle? Yes. I yeah. Would have. Yeah. I for thought sure. of you because I can't.
2: You're the one who punches people still. right? I'm the punch buggy yeah. girl.
3: It's true. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, I have I don't lose at punch buggy because I didn't stop playing when everyone else did. So <laughs> so Ariana, when we're on road trips, will randomly get punched yeah. because I, I'm playing a game that no one else is playing. <laughs> Gotta stay sharp. I'm like, can we not do this? It's been like
2: 30 years since this was. I'm sorry.
3: It's a compulsion and (laughs) you're being, you know, ableist (laughs) by not playing this game with me. Oh man. And whenever I see a punch buggy and I the fact that I call them that, first of all, but whenever I see one and no one's around, I punch my steering wheel. That's how I know it's a compulsion. That's an old Yeah, that's an OCD thing right there. Yes it for is. For sure it is. And that's why my Zoloft got increased. So, he's Here like, "What go. about
2: 300 milligrams?"
3: <laughs> so, you're going to take about 5 of those tablets a day.
2: 5 of those tablets every 4 hours, <laughs> every 4 hours.
3: <laughs> love that. Oh man, love that for you. Um Yeah, love that for me as well. <laughs> Anyway, that so, I also thought about that whenever I saw her driving her her little buggy to her mansion. She's got like a
2: really sweet life. She has like a little like Aussie shepherd named Rufus that has like that's Merle, fucking cute with blue eyes. Um Your dog. Yeah. And then she has like a pretty sweet room. And she's got like cute clothes. We'll talk about her clothes cuz
3: I I definitely like her vibe. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of layering in like the 2010s. camis, camis and hoodies, yeah. mm-hmm. Uggs, toe rings. We're here for it. Yeah, we are here for it. Yeah. It's coming back. It's coming back with a vengeance. Ariana, are we going to be cool again? JK, I was never cool like this girl. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. We tried. We, we did try. That is true. <laughs>
2: Okay, so Chris is getting ready for bed. She's in the house by
3: herself now because her mom left. Um, Yeah, after she saw someone, you know, get murdered, it's fine. Grot themselves. (laughs) Just have a quick night at home alone, (laughs) catch up on homework. She turns on her house alarm so she's safe. And then we
2: have (laughs) Jesse, who we find out is her ex-boyfriend. He's one of Quentin's stoner friends. Um, Climbs in through her window to keep her company, you know.
3: That's that's the move that Johnny Depp does. That's the trope. That's the eighties trope. Yes. It happens in Scream as well, right? Yes. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. It's it's just a little harder whenever it was Johnny Depp. You know what I mean? Like sure. how dare you stand where he stood, sort of feeling.
2: Well, that was the thing, is like I thought Johnny Depp was this character, Jesse's character.
3: They're like they, they kind of like divide Johnny Depp's character up into oh all of them characters. Yeah. Got it. Quentin and Jesse. But in, in reality, it was mostly, it was Tina and her boyfriend. They don't last very long. And then Nancy and her boyfriend, which was Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Or I guess I knew that. I just forgot. Cool. Good to know.
2: Well, I think that we should watch these back to back together. I don't, I just didn't enjoy it. I almost, I think I stopped it halfway through. And then that I was before rewatched and then I had to rewatch it and finish it because I was so bored with the original. You're breaking my heart. I know. Sorry. I'm pissing off a lot of people. I don't give a fuck.
3: I don't think you are because I think a lot of people are on your side, too, where they they grew up with this, this kind of one? movie. Yes.
2: Me and all the Gen Zers.
3: <laughs> Millennials. Think? This is 2010. I don't know if
2: Gen Z was old enough. I guess that's true. I mean, we watch shit from like, you know. 20 years before us. That's true.
3: That's true. Yeah, that's the true. The 80s yeah. is
2: like literally 40 years ago now.
3: I just can't imagine a world where I ask someone about Freddy Krueger and they describe this one. That's what my brain goes to. That is insane to me. That's why I'm Team Freddy because he's creepy as fuck and I'm here for it. He's a literal pedophile. Yes, Okay, we'll we'll get. I guess we'll get there. Um, And why I don't love it, but we'll get there. Okay. Okay.
2: So she's getting ready for bed. Jesse comes in through the window to keep her company. Chris tells him that she's seeing Freddie in her dreams and that she's afraid to go to sleep. And he tells her that he's also seeing this guy go to sleep in her dreams. But then he's like, "Don't worry about it. Go to sleep. Get some rest."
3: It's like, hey. that's that's half of this movie is people being like gaslighting i am i'm not allowed to go to sleep and then someone being like go to sleep yes that's fully what it is like even
2: just like casual offhand comments like when her mom's leaving to go to work she's like get some rest tonight
3: get some rest she's like like, i fucking wish i could yeah do you not
2: are you not (laughs) listening to a word i have said well that's the thing is i think a big part of why the parent characters are so flat and why they're very minimally involved in their kids lives I think it's like this horror movie trope that I think like the it movie explores a little bit more where it's like adults just don't give a fuck about kids like that's the horror movie trope it's like the adults are like we don't really care that you guys are going through that shit we're just gonna still you know be strict and tell you what to do
3: yeah but that's not I guess that's a more modern trope and I think that makes me a little bit sad (laughs) It is a modern trope, but
2: it isn't, isn't because like in the original it, that's the whole point. That's why like all these yeah, kids it is are going. The whole point. The original missing. it is set in like the 50s. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point is like the original, like the whole idea is like all these kids are going missing and all these adults don't give a fuck. And I think that's a horror, a common horror movie trope is that like the adults aren't standing up for the children.
3: But in this case, it's not, it's not really that they're not standing up for the children, which I mean, they aren't to be clear, but they also, it's like they're doing it out of their own self preservation instinct because they're trying to keep something hidden even at the expense of their children's mental health.
2: Yeah, you're right. I guess at this point in the movie, we don't know that they know something.
3: Yes. But that's an important point that they are willfully ignoring their children, gaslighting their children. Yeah. Saying you're fucking crazy. Go to bed Um, whenever they know fully well that there was an actual incident that they were involved with with a man named Freddy Krueger.
2: Yeah, but I think at this point like the Chris girl doesn't like she has no idea about the Freddy thing. Like I think the only people who like understand the Freddy thing and that this is like potentially some sort of paranormal thing is like yeah. Quentin and Nancy. But I think yeah, everyone else is like yeah. what the fucks happening? Like I'm I fucking guess, but having terrible. The parents terrible know. Ma- the parents periods. know. They know his name and like they have said his name. They know. But I, what I'm saying is they don't talk to their parents about it. So their parents aren't hiding anything. They're just like, oh, you are upset.
3: Get some rest. Nancy talks to her mom. No, I'm about saying it.
2: Nancy and Quentin are the only ones who do. I'm saying at this point in the movie, the girl does not talk to her mom about it.
3: OK. I, oh, you mean Chris? Yes, you're, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So her mom's just like still still bad mom. just Negligent very- <laughs> for no reason. Absolutely yeah. negligent. Exactly. Your daughter just witnessed a horrific crime. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, call, call out that
2: shift. Maybe, uh, or like have a friend come stay with her. Yeah. Like, you know, if your mom's still in the picture, have her grandma come stay or.
3: Literally anyone. Have her go stay with a friend, sleepover. I was just absolutely furious that her mom in her like full flight attendant outfit was (laughs) like, you cool if I go? (laughs) Is that okay if That's I go to funny. my job right now? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> that that I'm deuces, late for? gotta go do this. I can't. Yeah.
2: Bad mom. Very But funny. then what happens?
3: What happens to Chris? But
2: then yeah. So she wakes up in the middle of the night and we have Jesse laying next to her. And of course we're like dream sequence or not? Nah, and she right. goes outside and she finds that Freddie has sliced through her cute little Aussie Shep Rufus.
3: Can I say something about this scene. Does the dog die? <laughs> Not even. First of all, yeah. Tell, tell people about does the dog die? That's important.
2: Die dot com. If you are sensitive to animals being murdered and you don't
3: like horror movies because of it, this website exists for you. Mm-hmm. And it also does other trigger warnings, not just for animal deaths, but a lot of other common triggers for people. That's nice. So yeah, it is really nice. This scene pissed me off, and I'm and I'm going to talk about it.
2: And okay. it's not
3: even because the dog died. Okay. It's because of the line delivery. <laughs>
2: I loved the line. Wait, are you going to talk about when he goes, what? I was just petting him.
3: Yes. I fucking love that. That's my favorite shit. Correct. That line is hilarious, but not when played straight. I thought it was funny. Well, that okay. then you're making fun of it a little bit because they're trying to play it very straight. That's even the director's intention. I don't think I'm making fun of it it's it's unironic, like I unironically
2: it's like this line extremely
3: ironic, well, he
2: has like multiple lines throughout the movie. This is probably like one of three lines where it's like played very straight, and you're like, this is actually a very horrible psycho thing to say, but it's actually really
3: funny, I guess that's where and we that we're gonna agree to disagree here because I see that line, and I think it would be so much scarier. If I put myself in her position, if I went outside and my dog has been slashed or whatever, and then I hear someone, like, making a joke about it and being like, what? I was just trying to pet it. And he's there's no camp in this performance. And in Robert England's performances, it's very, it ha- very heavily relies on, like, the mix of, like, satire and horror. It's very camp. I don't like the camp. You say that, but you liked killer clowns. I...
2: Liked Killer Clowns for you. <laughs> Aww, I, I, that's sweet. If I had watched Killer Clowns by myself without like trying to see it through your eyes and understand why you liked it, I would have been like, whatever.
3: I wish that I wish that I could watch this movie not having so- seen any of the originals, but I just yeah. can't, and it's very very hard to separate that. Because I think that this I think that Freddie's performance is really bad. And I'll talk about that more in detail later, because that's like my biggest issue with this movie is I think Freddy Krueger is. Like a shadow <laughs> of the original Freddy Krueger, but I can see that line coming out of Robert England's mouth and being like. Hilarious and scary and sh- shooting my adrenaline up versus all this guy did was pop out and be like, yeah, it was me. It was so funny, though. I'm like, I know it was you. It's four linear lines across my dog's
2: torso. I was just petting him.
3: I was just petting him. I liked it. You cannot tell me you don't like that ironically. You do not lie to me. No, I thought it was funny, and I thought it was scary, and I thought it was, like, delivered well. But they're not trying to be funny. That's the whole—that's why I'm so baffled, is, like, the director is like, we're serious.
2: I think, in general, he's trying to be funny, but I think that there are some lines that he's bringing into it to make— this guy more scary. And I think that does make it more
3: scary when he says shit like that for me, it makes it it much less scary. So I guess it just like personal preference. What scares you? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting that you loved that line, and I wrote down how much that line upset me.
2: (laughs) I love that. I literally, I think I wrote it in my notes and wrote, "Yeah, that's awesome."
3: (laughs) I was like, "He ruined that great line."
2: (laughs) I love it. Well, there's like two more lines that I feel like you're definitely going to reference that I have the same feelings about, and I'm sure you do too.
3: Oh, um, yes, I have quite a few things written down. (laughs) continue then what does he do so she comes back inside and she
2: lays down and freddie is chilling next to her and then she screams and we cut out of the dream sequence and we see that jesse is seeing chris fully flying around the room and then she levitates exorcist styles and gets fully disemboweled in her sleep and blood everywhere um but the silver lining is that maybe the dog really didn't die. <laughs> maybe that was part of because it was a dream. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. So maybe he didn't. <laughs> Probably did. So Ariana, I'm I'm so glad that we are taking a little pause at this scene because we are. Um, I this is the moment. This scene where Chris, aka replacement remake Tina dies because she's done. This is a very iconic scene in horror, as I'm sure you can appreciate, even though you're not a fan of the original franchise. I do remember this being like almost shot for shot in the original. Yes, it was, it was almost shot for shot. um, Except for the original was not able to rely on computer generated effects. So it was all practical. So in this scene for you guys at home who are unfamiliar with the scene I'm talking about, this is a very important scene in the original Um, that gained a lot of critical praise where Tina is being attacked by Freddie in her dreams, but we're seeing it from the the perspective of the boyfriend. So we don't see Freddie. We just see the effects of Freddie, which is her getting swung around the room, um, climbing up the walls, getting attacked, like watching her get visibly attacked, but by something invisible. And she's in the, in gravity changes just for her. And it's an amazing scene. And the way that they, captured that effect is they had a set, like a square set on like a turntable and they were physically turning it. Yeah. I do remember you talking about this. Yes. And that's why it looks so good. The CG in 2010 is not good. I thought it looked great. <laughs> I'm so glad you did. I'm so glad you did. Kate's like, when there's
2: no practical effects, I'm going to talk about practical effects in that's the because- original.
3: Yeah, well, because I think the original was more effective. You know who's talking about this scene from the remake? Absolutely fucking no one. You know, this old... And I don't mean that. That sounds really mean. I just mean like they took they took something great that was iconic and they did it worse. It's like if you can't achieve the the wow and the shock factor and that impact, don't do that scene or do something different.
2: I mean... Me having never seen the original, I thought the scene was extremely effective and very interesting to watch. And I thought it was, I think they did a really good job. It looked very real to me.
3: And I think I have a low tolerance for people on wires being like swung, swung around. I always think it looks goofy. So I was very nostalgic for the original, which felt like an out of body experience watching someone like, not be able to stand up on the walls and then they're standing on the ceiling, but they're still getting slashed. I don't know. This is the moment that I went and I pulled up the original Tina death and I watched it back to back. That's that was the first scene I watched back to back and, and I wrote it down. So, so Chris, Chris is the 2010 Tina, essentially replacement Tina that that scene. And I, and I measured, I timed the scenes (laughs) from whenever they both cuz this is a dream sequence they both step out of into their backyard for Tina aka the OG it's because she heard a noise and for Chris it's because there's she hears her dog they step out from the second they step out to whenever they drop dead <laughs> that's that's my time frame Chris the original the remake's death that that whole scene was 3 minutes and 48 seconds now Tina was 3 minutes and 11 seconds and they did so much more in Tina's death and in the build up to Tina's death, like Freddy Krueger, if you go back and watch that scene, like it's one of my favorite scenes in horror. Like I, I'm very tempted to just like make you watch it and be like, look, clap. But I know that you're not going to like it because it's not your preference.
2: <laughs> I do remember it being very cool. I think I remember like if that scene stuck with me to the point where I believe it was almost shot for shot, then I but think I, showed, I did can like I it. I show
3: you the scene real fast? Yeah okay <laughs> immediately very 80s the haircuts somebody there going outside because there's a random noise very natural in the 80s i did like that they added that she had a reason to go out there Who the hell is that? <laughs> Just boldly walking towards the scary sound. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic silhouette. Yeah. Ready in all his glory,
2: the accordion arms. Oh, I forgot about those. Please, God. This is God.
3: What is that? Oh, look at him running! <laughs> look at him go! Look at him run! The goofy '80s run is my favorite.
2: Shaky camera, we love it.
3: <laughs> this is my favorite. Then he pops out behind the tree and it's amazing. Watch this. Slices off his own fingers. Green liquid spurting out. Freddy Krueger's face very 80s very long sequence of her being attacked under the covers by an invisible Freddy Krueger All her boyfriend just watches helplessly slashes her up and now we start floating Okay, so you're telling me she's not being flung around on wires for that part? Yes, for that part she is flung around on wires. Not this part. This is the this is where it There we go. She's crawling on the ceiling. It's incredible. So that scene was, with time, a a shorter scene, about 30 seconds, over 30 seconds shorter than the identical scene of the remake. But none of none of those things happened. He just chased her the whole time. Wait, okay. Are you talking about in the scene in
2: the original? He chased her.
3: In the original, he lured her out with his voice. Um, We see his creepy silhouette. He comes out of the fog. He has accordion arms that reach out and scratch along the walls, chases her, pops out from behind a very skinny tree in a very paranormal, kooky, creepy way. And then fucking shreds her to pieces in the bed, all while her boyfriend looks on and the entire room moves. I'll be very honest with you. Even after
2: rewatching that, I still feel like the remake scene is far superior.
3: That's so weird to me, Ariana. <laughs> it's and I'm still trying so to process that. so far
2: superior, honestly, not even funny.
3: That's so interesting because I couldn't like I I got upset <laughs> with that scene. I thought like they shouldn't have done that scene at all if they weren't going to be able to do it in a good way. But then again, that's where my bias is. I am very critical of CGI. And I'm very critical of 80s camp. Yeah, you are. You're, you're 80s <laughs> critical, which is why I couldn't believe that you were OK with killer clowns. I think I'm starting to see you're starting to see eye to eye with me a little bit. And I am starting to. Yeah, I'm trying to.
2: <laughs> well, I'm I'm OK with camp, but it's not going to be like what I choose to watch and what I classify as like what I enjoy.
3: That's fair. Yeah. And that's totally valid and fair. Yeah. But you, you did like this scene better in the remake. I did. Yeah. I
2: liked it better for a lot of reasons. I think that they, the part where he's chasing her is boring. (gasps) I think the, the only thing I liked different is the accordion arms. That was the only thing I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. But I don't think that would have worked for this Freddy because he's not goofy. No, it would not have. He's supposed to be scary. He's supposed to be paranormal only to the extent that it's serious and it's scary, not paranormal in like a jokey Beetlejuice kind of way.
3: Yes, and that's where I get confused because I can't treat this Freddy like he's serious. Whenever I have been indoctrinated into Robert England's Freddy Krueger, yeah, it's yeah. it's impossible to separate the two, and it almost makes me question why they did it. Because Ariana, this is not like this character is not the Freddy Krueger of any of the other movies. No, it's an I'm entirely aware. Different, But so my point being, they could they could have made it not Freddy Krueger. (laughs) They could have made it anything slightly
2: unique. I think that they were trying to create a, a new character for a different generation. And I think that they chose to do that in a more serious way. And in order to do that, they knew that we wanted a little bit more character development, which is why we got a little bit more info in regards to like why he became who he became, because none of that is really defined in the original first one, which is what it is this a was. Little,
3: it, it is a little bit, but yeah, I agree. They go way more into his backstory, which I which they changed. Yeah. Which I appreciate. To be very dark. Yeah, because you like it dark. Well, yeah, I think okay. it makes more sense. I feel
2: like it's a more realistic background for a paranormal slasher
3: than... I think that's it right there. I think that's it right there. You value realism and I value... I don't know. <laughs> camp. I guess. It's camp, yeah. Yeah, I value camp and you value realism. And
2: to be fair, yeah, I mean, like even the scene like I understand why it's very why it's very important and cool where she like slides up the wall, like yes, it's cool because we understand like what's happening with the practical effects and like the room is In the original, moving. You mean? yeah. That being said, in the remake, the scene is different in that she is flying around the room but not up against the wall. Like she's fully getting flung from wall to wall. And you're seeing her head hit the wall. You're seeing her like neck break. Like you're seeing her full body spinning around. And then at a certain part, she like fully levitates in the air, like like literally shot like the exorcist where she's in bed, she levitates and then she gets fully gutted. And I thought that was like so much more for me, so much more scary than what, was in the original and it just like hit more points for me
3: because for me I love how polite we're trying to be for me (laughs) in my opinion (laughs) because I really do I really do value your opinion a lot but like no like I didn't for me it was like that's not how Freddy Krueger operates like the whole point is while you're asleep other people just can't see him He's not, like, using a magic wand to, like, spin people around the air. He is, like, shoving them and forcing them and climbing walls because he's in a dream and he's not bound by those things.
2: He's throwing them, though. He's throwing her around the room because that's what he does to Nancy later in the
3: movie. Does he? Okay, well, then maybe that makes more sense because he doesn't do a ton of throwing in the the original movie. So maybe I just missed that. I think you need to detach from... This that's being, really hard to do. I that's know, really but hard. just
2: picture that this is a completely new villain. This I is- can't
3: though because it's Freddy, goddamn Krueger. Like you could have that. That's where I am having an issue. Is it's like you could have picked anything else, like but Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, um, Ghostface, Michael Myers. I feel like those are untouchables because they had such an important cultural impact that it is not possible for me to disconnect that when it was such an important influence in horror and then take the same name and assign it to a completely different antagonist. It's very, just. it doesn't make sense. I think they thought they were going to do it better. I think they thought that it was going
2: to be a more fleshed out, scarier version of what was done in the 80s. And I think that only works for certain horror movie lovers like me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. And I and I get that. I just I want you to understand that like I'm not trying to be resistant to this movie. It's just like it's like one of the OG most influential horror movies of all time. So, so to completely take the antagonist and like scoop him out and put something different in is almost offensive. <laughs> I think they tried to make it different and I don't think it they went did. over well as they
2: expected. I think it went over not as good, but I think that's what they were trying to do, was to make it completely different and better to certain people.
3: When is a good time to talk about the Freddy comparison? Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. We need to finish the actual, we're
2: not even like close to being through the movie yet. We are not. Yeah. We've only had two kills. (laughs) Let's go
3: back. Let's go back to Freddy.
2: All right. So, Jesse has, so Chris is dead. We already talked about that. So, Jesse has blood all over himself, and he decides to be dumb and exit the front door setting off the house alarms and he wants to run around the neighborhood covered in blood like a friggin idiot and he climbs into nancy's room which apparently her and chris are neighbors um and he's fully covered in blood and nancy is like way too chill about it
3: i did appreciate how much and this i know people appreciate it also how much they would pay like homage to The original, like the amount of times that these people, these boys are climbing trellises is not accurate for the 2010s, but yeah, but it's, but it gives you that little like boost of nostalgia that keeps you in it, you know, like kind of like, oh, this isn't real. Like this is
2: an alternate time. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh, this
3: is a fun horror movie. I thought that was fun. Yeah. We have
2: Jesse climbing two trellises in like the same trellises
3: honestly love it bring back trellis whore oh god no don't climb into my room please no not in my room on the screen (laughs) you think i'm gonna have a trellis yeah no i bought a taser yesterday (laughs) ariana i don't want any more reasons
2: to be scared
3: no (laughs) here's a ladder to my i'm gonna put bars on my window tomorrow hell no damn i
2: do i did live on the second floor though in my house growing up and there was a pretty easy way for me to sneak out, but I never did. It's because you're
3: a good girl. True that. I did not have an easy way of sneaking out. I probably would have just fallen onto a bed of rocks from the second floor. So <laughs> Worth it. And, and go where? <laughs> <laughs> and go where? In bumfuck Mississippi. Go where? <laughs> I did it. I hurt my legs. Did you? And... No, I'd never. Why? What I I, the Sims are inside on my computer. (laughs) I don't need to go out there. Go outside to play Sims. (laughs) I told you about the time that my brother Austin was spying on me, right? No, what? Oh my goodness! So Austin, my brother, who has been on this podcast before for our Scream Six episode, and will be coming back, or Scream Five, and will be coming back in the near future and has guest hosted on a little podcast recently Ooh. talking about scream but he has been a creeper since the beginning and he originally <laughs> lived in the house across the street from me um he has different biological parents and uh so he could um our windows faced each other but through over across like a lot of space we lived in the country and he called us on our home phone and I answered. Oh, God. And it was me and Emma. And I'm like, hey. And he's like, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, I can't. We're busy. We have to do chores. He's like, I see you playing Sims. He said, I see you playing Sims. Did he really? Yes, he did. <laughs> He had binoculars and he was looking out of his window into my bedroom window to see if I would lie. Oh my God. Sims. What a
2: troll. We love it. I,
3: no.
2: And you were like, damn it, now I have to hang out. No.
3: Well, no, but like he's my like like he's younger than me, so I'm like, come fuck over you. and like, play Sims. Yeah, fuck you, come over. We're playing Sims. Yeah. He did. He did come over and play Sims, actually. That's funny. Yeah, it was good shit. <laughs>
2: Uh, okay. So, um, yeah. So Jesse tells Nancy that Chris is dead and she died in her sleep (laughs) and that she was having Freddy nightmares. And Nancy said she's been having them too. Nancy's so cash. She's like weird. Yeah. Nancy's like me too. She's like, I keep hearing this song. And so I just keep hearing death Cab for cutie and my slouchy beanie and (laughs) We love her slouchy beanie.
3: We, we love do it. love the slouchy beanie.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So then Jesse leaves and the cops catch him and throw him in jail. Surprise, surprise. You can't run around a neighborhood covered in blood. Fucking idiot.
3: Yeah, but why did the SWAT team show up? And how'd they get there so fast? There were like 20 police officers on his ass. I think it's because there he was He did not a, have a weapon.
2: There was a guy who saw him running and saw that he had blood on him and called the police. He
3: didn't have a weapon.
2: Yeah, but he was covered in blood. No, he was this covered one's in blood.
3: A no, no, they're trying to not let a murderer go free. They're trying to make the police look bad and successfully. <laughs> Correct. Literally, he comes out. He's like, I loved her. My girlfriend's dead, covered in blood, no weapon. And like eight cops body slam him to the He's court. covered in blood, though. <laughs> Well, as one might be if they <laughs> witnessed the grisly demise of their partner. Why did he run, though? You, I mean, he's not like trying to attack anyone. He doesn't have a gun. Yeah, but I think they just didn't want him to get away. Yeah. Put your hands up, bro. He did. Yeah. And then they tackled him.
2: They always tackle. Yeah, they always tackle. That's just how it that's is. My, that's my point, Ariana.
3: Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. They just don't
2: want him to get away.
3: He yeah, if this was the 1980s someone. version, they would have been like, oh, how you doing, bud? Yeah, that's so true. You need to call someone for you. <laughs> 2010, they're like, body slam, yeah. taser, just in case. <laughs> Fucking taser him as he's already cuffed.
2: Yeah, why not? Just yeah. as a, you know, it's to fine. be safe. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so Jesse's in jail and he's trying to stay awake and he... Falls asleep and Freddy goes. Can you imagine
3: being in jail and being hunted by Freddy Krueger? Oh, yeah. I mean, his death is probably the worst. And but you kind of
2: feel like he a little bit deserves it because he's kind of been an ass the whole time. Yeah, he's been gaslighting everybody this entire movie. He's so unlikable. Yeah, he's definitely an unlikable character, but it's, you know, he's going to get like the worst death. And he does. Like you can tell, like, well, Freddy's doing like tortury shit to him.
3: I, yeah, I did. I, so I did rank the deaths as per usage. Yeah. Um, I think that the Dean throat slit was better. I love the throat slit. That's my favorite shit. Mm-hmm. I thought the throat slit at the beginning was the best kill of the entire movie. Yeah.
2: Oh wait, no, I have a better one. I like, I what? like one better. No, I won't tell you cause it ruins the movie.
3: Okay. Cause yeah, Jesse gets like chest punched, like punched yeah. from the back punched to from the behind. front. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think the throat
2: slit is like my number one. And then my number two, I'll tell you once we get there. (laughs) I already know what it is. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to Nancy and Quentin. So they're trying to do an investigation into how everyone's connected. And they discover a photo of all the kids in preschool together. And they ask Nancy's mom about it. And she finally confesses that there was a gardener at this preschool that they all attended. And his name was Freddy Krueger. And he had allegedly been molesting the kids and Ew. that the parents decided to hide this and lie to them to keep them from remembering this terrible thing that happened to them. And That's so
3: awful and not healthy and bad and a problem. I know. And Quentin's dad is a literal like school counselor. What the fuck? And he's like, let's just never talk about this again. The fact that you were molested by the gardener when you were four.
2: You're literally at an age where you are learning. You are learning your alphabet. You're learning your numbers. You are creating memories. How are you not remembering these things? You know what I mean? Like, they must have all been hypnotized. Well,
3: yeah, because, like, the fact that all of them repressed it and nothing triggered it this entire time, I don't find plausible right also just like from a plot point i fucking hate that they made him a child molester you understand that's not how he was in the original right no i understand but i like it better that's weird ariana
2: (laughs) no i feel like it needs to have he needs to have a reason he was just like a child murderer right like he didn't really yeah
3: so wes craven originally wrote it as a child murderer but that's not fun like that's not fun so he's like, OK, or as a child molester. So he's like, OK, don't worry. Not he doesn't molest them, but he does murder them. That way we can have the little girls doing the double dutch. <laughs> yeah. And singing the the Freddy Krueger song. Perfect. Uh, I I don't like I don't like it. I don't like child molestation. It feels like it's more
2: realistic for the amount of anger that these parents have coming after this guy. Because obviously we haven't gotten there yet and we keep skipping. We keep skipping around, but. There is a part where these parents come and are angry at him for doing these things to their kids. And they basically mob mentality kill him. And I feel like there has to be a really good reason for that. And I think the idea that like this guy is killing children and somehow evades going to jail for that such that we need to take this into our own hands and kill him. That to me seems a lot less realistic than this scenario. That seems less realistic. You think a child, someone who's suspected for murdering many, many children is going to somehow evade jail prison.
3: And then he goes and like 20 parents kill him. They explain it. They do explain it to give credit to your movie, to the remake they do explain that he had like um it was like a legal slip. It was it was like they didn't read him his Miranda rights or something like that. And so the trial couldn't be enforced. That they, is they do very in very briefly are like, here we go. Let me just patch that one. And I accepted it. I'm like, okay, cool, that makes sense because that, that really happened. <laughs> yeah.
2: The amount of anger it takes to kill this random guy who has no like suspicion, like they're trying to keep their kids from having to go on the stand, which is what they verbally, you know, they say that at some point. they're They're like, sad. We don't want to have to have our kids relive this. So we're going to just put Diana, an end to this. That's so sad. That's the whole point, Kate, is that there needs to be like a realistic backstory. And I find this to be a very realistic backstory for Freddy Krueger.
3: I think it's depressing as hell.
2: It's not about whether you feel like it's depressing. It's realistic.
3: I guess. <laughs> but I don't like reality, I guess. <laughs> one of I think that's it. Like one of the things I like about horror is it's not real. So whenever you bring in real trauma, I hate it. Yeah. Because it's not cuz it's not real. Like you like yes, child molestation happens. But not like this, not by like a burnt man with knives for hands. You know what I mean? Like it's you can't treat it seriously and have it be Freddy Krueger. Well, when he molested them, he was just there Gardner, so there, there's a quote that i want to bring up and i'm not going to go i'm not i'm not going to go hard into freddy krueger and his character assassination right now it's coming um but i one thing i do want to say there's a direct quote from the director of the remake Bayer, and he said that overall he wanted to create as we've said a film in a darker world that makes the audience ask what makes a monster is it a monster because of its physical appearance someone with a scarred face and a clawed glove, or is it a monster because of something deeper within the man himself? And I read that and I was like, point to where in the movie Freddy Krueger is anything other than a burnt child molester with a claw. Like, what do you mean what makes a man a monster? You're, You're saying you're sending conflicting messages. He's physically a monster. He has claws and he's clawing people up but he's also a child molester and that makes him a monster too I don't know that seems cheap and poorly thought out and it doesn't work for me at all well that
2: quote specifically I agree with you makes no sense because it's not like he's one or the other he's both in this movie so I don't really understand that quote at all
3: and yeah and that's the director of this film and that you know that gives me pause I'm like I'm not certain that you understood the first the the source material
2: I think what I think what he meant, or I think what his goal was, was to just create somewhat of a character that had more depth. Like, I think it's... He didn't. I think he did. I think he did, because there's the scene where, and of course, we have not gotten here yet, but there is a scene in which we get to see the moment when these parents decide to take things into their own hands and chase this guy And at this point in the movie, there is question about whether or not he actually did what they accused him of. Mm -hmm. And they are literally cornering this guy and like planning to either beat the shit out of him or burn him or whatever. And he's running away and he looks scared. And they purposely make this character somewhat empathetic in that moment so that you're kind of questioning like, oh, did he... Like, are the kids lying? Is this all revenge because he was killed for no reason? Are the kids lying? That's what Quentin is going off of the whole time. He's like, we were kids. We didn't know.
3: Yeah, but that's fucked up. That's my point. Like, that's fucked up. Why is that fucked up? Because he's a child molester. We and don't now find we're that out until this- the end that he's a child molester.
2: The whole time okay. we are concerned that he could have been killed for something that kids
3: said and... There's no proof yet. Yeah. So that, that implies that a bunch of children ages, preschool ages made up this group lie and then repressed the trauma of it for no reason for a lie they made up. And that doesn't track. I agree with you. What I'm saying is at this point in the movie,
2: there is no concrete proof that they have, that he has done anything. I'm saying at this point in the movie, there's they're creating the question on purpose. Like, Quentin purposely creates the question. He's the one who says it multiple times. He's like, we were kids. We would have said anything. Like, we don't know. Like, we don't remember this. And they don't yeah,
3: remember it. Freddy Krueger has already killed multiple people at this point. Like, are we really supposed to be empathetic to him as a character? I think we are. I think we are in that scene because
2: maybe he's killing people because he was killed out of... Maybe he's getting his revenge because... They went after him for no reason. Like we don't know the truth yet at this point in the yeah, movie. Yeah. So,
3: so best case scenario, he didn't actually molest any children. He's just coming back from the grave to exact vengeance on the children who lied about him. Yeah. That's not good. That's pretty fucked up. That doesn't make him empathetic to me. For me, watching him get burned and screaming when, and then hunt the children instead of the parents. Well, that's a whole other thing. Kids? That's a whole other thing. No, it's not thing. a whole other thing. It's it not. Is. It's very, it's very relevant to this, this discussion specifically where you're saying, Hey, he's an empathetic character. Cause I'm at not this saying point, he's an empathetic character. I'm
2: saying they're trying to create more depth. And at this moment, they're trying to get you to a place where you can understand potentially where he's coming from and question yourself in regards to why he's doing
3: what he's doing. No, agree to disagree, girl. Agree to disagree.
2: I mean, I don't know if you guys want to watch this scene. There's a scene where literally there's like 30 parents chasing this one guy down in his car, down in their cars, cornering him. He's like crying and asking for mercy and closing the door and holding the door shut. And then they Ariana, literally That's what actual pedophiles do. That's what real pedophiles do. I am do. aware, Kate. I'm not defending pedophiles. Dear God, this yeah, is a kind movie. Of this is a movie. I'm telling you, you from heard the it perspective here first ladies and of the movie. Ariana
3: loves pedophiles.
2: This is a movie. This is not real life. We don't need You're to right. internalize this movie as reality. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. the character development of a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they're trying to create depth to his character.
3: I will agree. I I agree that they are trying to create depth to his character. Yeah. That's the whole point that I'm trying to make. I don't think they do a good job. I think they did a great
2: job. They created depth for his character in in my eyes, at least in that moment.
3: So you think that it's okay that he... Best case scenario didn't actually hurt children, but is now hurting them now and tormenting them in the afterlife. I think that when I'm watching a movie, when they're trying to define a character in a
2: movie about why he's doing what he's doing, I don't have a moral opinion about him as a person because he's not real. I don't care. What I'm saying is in this movie, they're trying to create a scenario in which you're like, oh, I kind of feel bad for this guy a little bit. Okay. And that worked for me because I was like, oh, I guess if they were lying, that kind of sucks. You know, this guy got murdered for no reason. That kind of sucks. And we don't know the reality at this point. Yeah, but we know that he's killed a lot of people. Yeah, but he's potentially just getting revenge. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, maybe this is all Yeah, but good people don't get
3: revenge on I'm
2: not saying he's a good person. I'm saying he's there could be a reason for him doing it. Okay, and I'm saying that that reason is not convincing enough. I I don't think it's convincing either. I'm saying there is a micro amount of depth that is created in this character by this scene (laughs) i'm not saying let's forgive him let's forgive this character everything he did was okay because it was maybe out of revenge maybe he's a child of course not no
3: of course not (laughs) no of course not okay i hear you i hear you yeah i'll think about it (laughs) we're gonna process everything i know
2: it's a lot isn't it yeah i mean the problem this is the this is the base of the problem I never saw the original Freddy. So in my mind, this is my original Freddy and your original Freddy is the original Freddy. I know. So in my mind, your original, your Freddy does not exist in my mind. And if anything, it's the it's the
3: inferior Freddy. I know. And that's just absolutely cuckoo bananas to me. (laughs) Cuckoo bananas. Absolutely makes no sense. But to you makes great sense to me. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And again, my opinion does not matter. Mine does not either. No, and that's exactly right, We do right this for it. fun. We, don't we do this for fun. We argue No one's, one's opinion matters.
2: <laughs> because we have Trust me. strong opinions about paranormal slasher pedophiles for no reason. We really do. <laughs> I we told you I love arguing. Freddy.
3: Freddie's my shit. Uh, I just hate that you don't love my Freddie because I also he's love Freddie.
2: No, he's goofy. You know I don't like he goofy. He is
3: scary. He's not. He a goofy boy. I don't like it.
2: I need them to be like... Have a haunted past. Wait till you find out about Freddy's. I'm sure you know this about Freddie's parents. Do you know about his parents? No. Okay, great. Get get buckle the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're about to lose it. It's going to be ridiculous.
3: (laughs) Freddy's parents who fucking cares. Uh, Tell me I care, though. I want to know. I care because this
2: is what I need. I need there to be like a very Deep emotional like I need the character depth to be just like insane like give me more give me like psychoanalyze the shit out of all of these like serial killers that's what I'm here for like I want to know why you kill all these people I don't want you to just kill people and make little jokey things and run around with little long arms and scratch shit and jump out from hind trees like I'm not I don't I'm bored you know Oh my god,
3: I so want that. That means that I am safe because probably you don't exist. <laughs> I'm, I. It's just our Venn diagram.
2: We're just like on yeah. the opposite ends. You're right. Yeah.
3: Way anyway, back to this
2: movie,
3: <laughs> Ariana. Do you have the sneaking suspicion
2: that everyone chose this movie to make us fight? Yeah. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. Fully. That's my suspicion. <laughs> They're like they're too powerful together. We must drive, we them, must apart. drive them apart. But <gasps> how? Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger is the answer. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> he is the key. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, nice try, bitches. They fucking, that's my ride or die over there. They fucking got us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they did not get us because guess who I love more? You versus Freddy Krueger. It's you.
2: I do love you more than I love Freddy. I will admit
3: that. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> We're like, even though you're dead wrong, <laughs> even though you're so wrong. We love Freddy though. Yeah, we, we love do him. love Freddie. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, we both love Freddie Krueger. And that's all that matters. <laughs> we
2: love our own versions of Freddie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and we'll just talk about them as if they're the same. The same one. And then we'll get along. And it's great. <laughs> Wait,
2: what Perfect. do you think
3: your Freddie versus my Freddie? Who do you think would win? I think my Freddy because my Freddy is very unpredictable. My
2: Freddy is a pedophile. What's more unpredictable than pedophilia? Yeah, well,
3: my Freddy isn't a little boy, so... (laughs) Why is my Freddy a little boy? Well, he's not, but, like, I have nothing to be afraid of. Like, my Freddy's not afraid of (laughs) pedophiles. No, I know. I'm just saying
2: he's unpredictable.
3: Mine chops his fingers off just to fuck with you. Just to be like, isn't that fucked up? This Freddy just, like, kind of hunkers around. He literally tortures people. Does yours torture so does people? mine, oh, but more creatively. Boo! <laughs> Boo! And okay, is it time? Is it time for me to go into what? Freddie looks like and in, you in No, the, we need in the to finish talking about the episode we need to we need to
2: literally you're right, finish you're right because you're we right. keep skipping around we have not even told people that's because
3: we keep challenging we each keep other we keep getting distracted and that's not our fault that's it's the officer's fault we blame them <laughs> yeah we know what you did we know that you this know isn't because we're stubborn <laughs> this is because you made us <laughs> we're not to blame. Oh, man. You're right. We need to focus. Oh, this is
2: so funny. I never really realized that it would be like this dichotomous. I didn't,
3: I didn't either. I didn't realize. I was like, yeah, Ariana likes the new one, but like. I'm ride or die. She hasn't seen the old one. I have seen the old mis- one and I dislike it. I mistakenly it. <laughs> thought my heart is. <laughs> I can't like it's just it like, has everything I dislike. Uh, I feel like I have a daughter and like I'm showing her like my music. And she's like, that's lame. It's lame. I don't like it. <laughs> that's I, well,
2: I think that's I think this like. I think this movie has a lot of things that I like in horror movies. And I think the original Nightmare has everything you like in horror has. We're
3: perfectly biased yeah, against each other biased. in this situation. It's exactly yes. what this
2: is, honestly.
3: Because of what we grew up understanding to be horror, yeah. which is Formulative, but apparently I, I do
2: also think it's probably our personalities too a little bit, do you think so? yeah, I think so. I mean, you've said multiple times you're like, "Oh, you know, I don't want it to be real, I want it to be like fun, escape, you know, yeah, I do not want to be thinking about an actual pedophile I no. want to psychoanalyze these fucking <laughs> these motherfuckers no
3: thank you,
2: <laughs> I need there no, to be thank a reason. You.
3: I want him to be goofy and have finger knives. That's all I want.
2: <laughs> I was literally, and we'll get to it. I was so deep into Freddie's like entire origin childhood story. origin story, upbringing, why he's a pedophile. Like it's deep.
3: That's you. This that is, is so you. Every time that we get in a discussion <laughs> and I'm saying discussion to disguise the true word argument. <laughs> Every time, it's because you're like, I don't know, like I just like to know what's going on. I need to know, and I'm like, say fifty percent less, (laughs) and let me fill in the blanks the way that I see fit. Uh, I need it, and then I get to create my own head cannon, and it's
2: perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I need it to be like. Handed to me, but like in an artful way.
3: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me all
2: the info, but like make me work for it. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I want to be able to mold this. I want to shape this into my own invention. (laughs) And you're like, this doesn't make sense. You haven't explained the character. And I'm like, (laughs) I'll explain the character with my feelings. But why is he a pedophile? Also,
2: make me empathetic to a pedophile. That's what I need. uh, This is what I need. Canceled. I need you to fuck Canceled. with me. I need it to be a mind fuck. Otherwise, I'm not here for it. Jesus
3: Christ. We want different things out of horror movies.
2: <laughs> Everyone <laughs> oh listening God. is like, what the actual?
3: <laughs> yeah, they're calling someone to take you and like <laughs> to, to to grippy sock jail right now. I just, uh, you know what? People Group get it. Concern. People that
2: like horror. And there's a lot they of people do, who yeah. agree with me. I feel like people need a mind fuck sometimes. And that's me. And I know a lot of you bitches love a mind fuck too.
3: They do. If they yeah. do. Mm-hmm. I that. do occasionally.
2: <laughs> I don't. I, do you though?
3: Name a movie that
2: name a movie that got you mind
3: fuck. Hereditary. Oh boy. Midsommar fucked me real bad. That's true. I like. Yeah. I drove home in silence from that one. I love. uh so good. Yeah. That. Those that's very, the one. Yeah. I agree. Love a good uh, Hereditary moment. See, we agree. The Venn diagram. One of these days, we're gonna have to draw it. A twenty four right in the a24 is right in the fucking right middle the we're fucking like yes middle. yeah shake hands get along <laughs> a24 we're here for it we support we love it but messing with og freddy or it, this is a like a boxing ring <laughs> okay let me ask you this i this is what i need to know
2: do you like the original evil dead or the remake evil dead i like both which I like one do you both. like better i think the remake okay
3: yeah I think, and that's a very unpopular opinion. No, it's, I mean, but,
2: I fucking hate the original
3: and I love the remake. Oh, I didn't hate the original and I really like um, Bruce Campbell. I really like him a lot and I liked Ash versus Evil Dead, but I liked what they did with the remake of Evil Dead. I thought it was fresh, but it was also, I think that is one of the best re- horror remakes I've ever seen. I agree. For sure. And we should, we should, I think that we should do like a. Evil Dead versus Evil Dead cover cuz there's a new one coming out. Oh my god, I'm literally counting the days
2: until Evil Dead Rise.
3: I know. Full so what serious. if we what if we watched what if we watched old school Evil Dead and the and the remake reboot Evil Dead before we watched the new one? I love that.
2: Except I'm going to be ragey the whole time cuz I hate the original. I am so sorry, everyone. I don't like I originals. Know. I don't like it. Yeah, it's just not her time period. And that's OK. It's not my time period. That being said, Exorcist, 10 out of 10. Love the Exorcist. Yeah,
3: you love the Exorcist.
2: I love the Exorcist.
3: You like Poltergeist, too. Yeah, I do. It's a little
2: awkward, but <laughs> OK. Well, I, I also to give love The something. Shining. The Shining I do love.
3: The Shining, Shining and yeah. The Exorcist are both like
2: the only they're like the only ones that are like ride or die for me. Very interesting. Yeah,
3: I think I think that if you lived closer, I could brainwash you better. Yeah, <laughs> but I agree. Distance, you know, it's a little harder. Yeah, to melt your brain into my opinion. <laughs> it's true. Also, you'd be trying to do the same. thing. Yeah, I'd be like, you'd be like,
2: let's watch Killer Clowns, and I'd be like, let's watch Nymphomaniac.
3: <laughs> no, not nymph. Never, <laughs> never Nymphomaniac. Has Shia LaBeouf in it and Mia <gasps> Goth. <clears throat> Okay, but not alone with you. Yes, with me. And you have to watch something very dumb in eighties. Like what? You don't want to know, honey. Oh God. I'm talking Fright Night. I'm talking <laughs> I Gremlins. Like, I liked Fright Night. You've out of. I am so shocked that you liked Fright Night. I honestly, liked I liked it. Delightful. Yeah. It was fun. All right. Well, we need to fucking finish this shit. All right. Yeah, guys, stop distracting
2: us. Yeah, Do you mind? We're trying to talk up, about this people. remake.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Shh. All right. All right. All right. We'll finish this shit out. So basically where we're at right now is Nancy's mom explains that she suspects that these dreams are all repressed memories. And Quentin buys this, but Nancy doesn't. And she wants to continue to investigate it. So Quentin decides to go to swim practice because <laughs> nothing conserves energy and helps you stay awake for a long time more than swim practice. Yeah. Um, what a bad idea. I know. The whole time I'm like, I'm getting tired just watching Yeah. You.
3: <laughs> time i go swimming i'm like i'm so exhausted i know nothing feels better than a nap right after you have gone swimming what an idiot and he has to stay awake (laughs) what an idiot he's probably like this will help me stay awake
2: for now but then you're gonna be exhausted
3: you're gonna be you're gonna guys stupid 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 Um, don't do this yeah well join our group we have a lot of cocaine to stay awake Is it Coke? Is that what we're going to do to stay awake? Yeah, that's part that's part one of my plan. I, I have know. multiple plans. I think
2: I just have a lot of natural anxiety that'll keep me awake.
3: <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. Like Coke doesn't actually like because my brain works differently <laughs> because I have ADHD. I'm convinced that a Coke. That's a stimulant would not have anything.
2: <laughs> You're like, wow, would I have... can really focus now.
3: Yeah. Like it, if it's going <laughs> to act like my actual prescribed medications Sweet. probably won't keep me awake. <laughs> So I'm probably gonna go first, but uh, you know I'm gonna go down with a fight. So. Yeah,
2: I mean you're definitely gonna go first. You fall asleep at like fucking nine thirty. I do. I fall asleep very easily, and I'm blonde. Do blondes people are blonde people more tired? Oh, it's because she died. <laughs> it's because she died first. <laughs> she did. <laughs> you know the old trope i was like wait how have i gone 30 years without hearing this shit?" sleepy blondes
3: (laughs) i'm beside myself do blondes get more tired maybe honestly probably (laughs) from from my experience i think they do actually (laughs) i think they do i think we're all very tired i don't know about you other blondes i'm like that explains so much i'm gonna cry so <laughs> you're like well, uh, oh yeah the trope about in horror movies about sleepy blondes the blondes are trope? just falling asleep and dying <laughs> no it's that every time that there's anyone blonde they die 1st you're, right, you're right cabin in the Which woods happened it happened in the original and it happened in this one yeah
2: yeah that's because you guys are horrors and the horror always dies first hashtag Your cabin in the woods true <laughs> hashtag she wishes she was blonde <laughs> no
3: i'm the final girl obviously <laughs> that makes me so upset and it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. I want to be a final girl, but I understand I'm not. I'm, I'm trying
2: to make Who I'm trying to think of one horror movie where the final girl is blonde.
3: Uh it follows. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've, she's the we've been taking it back. Ready or not? We've been taking it back. I thought the ready or not girl was Brunette. She's absolutely blonde. Her name's Samara Weaving, and she's as blonde as it gets. All right, we got two. We got representation. We got two. (laughs) Anyway, love that. Okay. Freddie. Again, we keep getting
2: fucking distracted. Okay. So, yeah. So, he's swimming and he falls asleep and he passes out underwater. And while he's passed out, he has a dream where he gets to see what happened to Freddie. So, this is what we were talking about. So, he sees his dad, Nancy's mom, and a bunch of other kids' families chasing Freddie down in their cars and cornering him in a boiler room. And... These parents had just figured out that Freddie had been molesting their kids. So they're pissed. And Nancy's mom wants them to just call the cops. But Quentin's dad is reluctant to put their kids through testifying and reliving their experiences, which, again, I mean, you only have to testify if he pleads not guilty. So you don't even always have to testify.
3: Um, Yeah, also, um, repress it is not the best advice to give to a child. Yeah, he's a fucking counselor, and he's like,
2: why don't we just repress all of this shit?
3: Why don't we pretend nothing ever happened? It's fine. Don't worry about it.
2: They're making Mm -hmm. new memories every day, but it's fine. They'll forget. Yeah,
3: yeah. You want to go get ice
2: cream? (laughs) Like, I don't know about you, but I remember, like, who my best friend was when I was, like, four or five years old. Like, you don't forget that shit. I
3: remember all sorts of things from whenever I was, like— I, I remember being in the first house I ever lived in, and I was in that house from ages like one through four. Yeah, exactly. Same. And I have strong memories. Strong memories. Exactly. So I feel like, but I do. I, I didn't undergo severe, severe trauma at that age. I guess that's true. Me. I mean, they're
2: betting on the fact that it's like severe trauma and they're young. It just and- seems like
3: an oversimplification of uh, group trauma. Yeah. It just seems like a plot device and not I thoughtful. agree. I mean, unless they like somehow dropped in there that they were hypnotized or something,
2: but even then, I yeah, would have been. Yeah, they, like, they would eh. have.
3: They would if if they said that they were had a group like hypnosis session when they were like six. I would be like, sure, fully forgiven, yeah. because that's not real, and that's kind of where I keep going back to. Is it's very difficult to make a realistic movie about a guy who got his face burnt off and has claws for hands. There's reasons for Do, all of it, though. There isn't. <laughs> Wait. I mean, yeah, there there are, but like, <laughs> there's reasons for all of it. you accept them?
2: <laughs> yes, I okay. accept all of it. As long as there's a reason, okay. I'm here for it. Okay,
3: as long as, it doesn't matter if it's good. It's great. It's gotta it's great. be a reason.
2: Yes. Okay, good. Just tell me the reason and I'll buy it.
3: Okay, for sure.
2: For sure, for sure. <laughs> so, so Quinn's dad throws a burning can of lighter fluid through the window and he burns down the building with Freddie in it. So now we learn how Freddie became burned and that it was kind of the parents issue their fault
3: kind of why he's going after all these kids at the end so and that happened in the original too but like in the original he was like two he was an almost convicted child murderer mass child murderer in the neighborhood but he got off on like a and maybe that's where i'm getting confused that's not a
2: thing you don't get off because they didn't read you your miranda rights if you're fucking taken in arrested for murder of children multiple murders of children. you don't get off but it does kind of start the process over. So how is he out of jail if he is a almost convicted child murderer?
3: Right. Because the charges had to be dropped because of a um, a misuse of the justice system. They did not go through the proper steps. And so they have to start back over again. It feels, though, like
2: there wouldn't be a scenario where someone who is almost convicted of multiple murders of a child would be able to go free on a technicality like I understand that there are these Mm -hmm. things that happen but I feel like there are ways around that and also this guy did not I mean I just have so many questions (laughs) like that just doesn't make sense to me.
3: Yeah, I think that back in the 80s, the argument was. Oh, maybe the 80s.
2: You're right. Things were fucked back then. I don't know.
3: Things were really fucked back then. Like they did not have DNA evidence. They did not have the amount of evidence that we have now. So it would make more sense than today to say, oh, there was a mistrial. There was a mishandling of evidence, something something that could have affected the outcome of this trial. So therefore, we have to start over. Therefore, you are not actively under arrest. And you're just about, you're just out and about. And that's why in the original, the, the parents were so angered. They were like, absolutely. We cannot let him roam free knowing what we know. And so they hunted him down in the, in that boiler room and did the same thing.
2: I feel like though, if you're arrested, if you have enough evidence to arrest someone, you are in jail awaiting your trial. And like, if the trial, something fucks up with the system You go back to jail and you wait for your next trial unless you can post bail unless you can post bail. Yeah. Which this guy, as a gardener convicted of murdering many children, probably had multiple million dollar bail or no or no bail. That's very true. How much evidence do we have? We don't know. I mean, it just feels like there's not a scenario in which this guy would be completely free. I mean, in today's society, not I mean, I don't know what shit about the 80s and how it's different, but it just feels like he would not be convicted and in prison, but he would still be in jail awaiting his trial. I don't know. That's just
3: what we I would. We would hope so. <laughs> OK, we would really hope so. I don't know. I, I, like the justice system.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. Crazy. Um. Yeah. So let's talk about the movie, I guess. Um. So, <laughs> yeah. Back to the movie. Um. So Nancy and Quentin they reconvene and they discuss what they learned and they are starting to have these sporadic micro naps. <laughs> and they I can't start the to micro-nap. dream and hallucinate because they wanted a reason to show creepy shit while they're awake still. Um. Yeah. So they decide that what's best is to make their way to the preschool to see what they can learn. And on the way, Quentin tries to stop at a pharmacy to get more Adderall <laughs> because yeah. that's what he's been using to stay awake. And while in the pharmacy, Nancy is attacked by Freddie and she's cut deeply on her arm. But during this dream, she's able to tear off a piece of his sweater and bring it back to the real world. Um, mm-hmm. But because she's bleeding really bad from her arm, they decide to go to the hospital. And the doctor there attempts to give Nancy a sedative and she freaks out because she doesn't want to go to sleep and she leaves the hospital. Meanwhile, Quentin is literally stealing Epi from a non-locked crash cart that's randomly in the hallway. I can't even handle that. That part got me. I was like, this is not realistic.
3: I wrote down. So, yeah, he steals some random medications from a random nurse cart that he comes across in the hospital. And he's like, and he has no idea what it is. He says, I don't know, but it's better than nothing. No, he says it's adrenaline does he say it's adrenaline yeah. at one point she was like you don't know what it is no and she goes Maybe you I don't know how the... it's
2: going to affect you because she goes what is it and he goes it's adrenaline she goes well you don't know wasn't it
3: a tablet
2: no it wasn't an IM injection
3: oh oh i missed that okay oh i just saw him stealing from the crash cart and i wrote down enjoy your clindamycin oh, <laughs>
2: no he stole a like a vial of epi that they was in a, box. a vial
3: of epi just like well that's the thing it's
2: like <laughs> These crash carts have controlled drugs in them. Like, they have locks. Yeah, and they have locks, and they have not only that, but they—I mean, at least in our hospital, our crash carts have like tape over them so that you can know whether or not you've yeah. gotten into them and used stuff, so that people know when they have to restock. So, like,
3: yeah, exactly. What is this
2: scenario where there's a crash cart that's unattended in a hallway? And you can just
3: swipe something from and it. And he
2: just like so casually just steals a body, a bottle of epinephrine.
3: Also don't just inject yourself with epinephrine.
2: Also an IM injection of epi does not work immediately. That's my pet no. peeve with movies showing IM yeah. injections working and immediately. Like,
3: oh, back to life. Yeah, it's like here I am. It's like unless you, know you just happen you to like? hit your
2: vein in your yeah. leg, that's not going to happen.
3: Your artery. Also, you know what it feels like after you take epi? You feel like shit. Shit. Yeah. You feel like garbage. Mhm. It's not like this James Bond thing where you like pop up and you're ready to shoot some bad guys. Yeah, you feel so awful. Yeah, from what you just put your adrenal glands through mm, it's and your brain, insane, absolutely insane. But yeah, why not? Just grab it. I, I kind of liked it. I liked that they were like using like pharmaceuticals. Yeah, just some substance abuse to fight Freddy. Yeah, for
2: real. I'm like, I'm I'm okay with it. I mean, when I first saw it, I didn't have a medical degree, so I was like, okay, sure,
3: all right. Yeah, now I'm a little more like, we probably shouldn't be, yeah. you know, well, showing people yeah. how to abuse
2: drugs. It's like, sure, abuse epinephrine. You know, there's other things in Epine- there that are more fun, but okay. <laughs> yeah, grab the epi. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Well, what I was saying was, like, uh, um, in human medicine, this is something I learned from Will. In human medicine, they have, like, everything pre-drawn up because doses are given, like, per human. Not like yeah, mm-hmm. a, like you have to calculate like yeah for a Chihuahua, calculate for a Great Dane. It's like you pull out the fucking syringe of Dextrose and you slam it. Also, they don't get hypotension like animals do from Dextrose. You can just God, slam really? that shit in. Yeah.
3: We have to be so careful. You have to
2: literally dilute it and give it like, like slow titrate as fuck it. to animals or else they get like ref- reflex hypotension. But in people, that doesn't matter. You just like pull out Dextrose and slam it. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ.
3: Hey, guys, go tip your vet tech, by the way. (laughs) Give them a tip because they don't get to do that. They have to. They got to calculate it for your Yorkie, for your Great Dane, for your horse. (laughs) It takes so much longer.
2: Like fucking CPR and animals takes fucking forever. It's so we have like a. Thing on the wall that just like is like thirty five kgs, forty kgs, and it's just like Mm -hmm. literally you just look down the row so that you are like, oh, give low dose epi, high dose epi, because it's like nothing's (laughs) probably nothing's drawn up in advance. No, of course not. But then he just like pulls out the entire vial, which I'm like, where did you get your syringe? Also, that was my question. Like he just like (laughs) had a syringe with him. And then he had a second syringe for her. As a relief vet, I am
3: constantly like, where are the syringes? <laughs> yeah, that's like number one. We need to know. <laughs> Panic number one. Yeah. How do I draw this medication up? Yeah, for real. But
2: anyway, that was a stupid scene. So that one got me.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, they're on their way to the preschool and they crash their car in a cornfield, which Kate did I forgot. Yeah. And... Yeah, so they walk the rest of the way and they find themselves in the preschool. And once they're inside, they go to the basement where Freddie used to live and the alleged abuse happened. And so yeah. at this point, Nancy finds pictures of her that Freddie took when he was abusing her. And they all realize that Awful. they were telling the truth about the abuse. Yeah, it's
3: it's like child pornography, I think, is what they're alluding the to. The implication. Yeah, it's horrible it's horrible especially when you grew up with Freddie as like this like goofy serial killer. Of no one in particular. You know what I mean? I like, could it see wasn't how like, that would be devastating for you. Yeah, yeah, it's upsetting. It's like he was just like a, a quote unquote child murderer. It was like the beginning of the slasher Even age. He only murdered ch- children. It's Yeah, fine. well, it was just like, oh, he's scary. Oh, because he kills children. But you don't <laughs> see the children that he killed, right? Like, it's just like. It's different. It's like an urban legend, <laughs> sure. more or less. Okay. And and then he is played very goofily and like kind of like but it is scary but very camp yeah um and it and it it, it works because you didn't see the victims of his Have abuse
2: to see the people looking at pictures
3: of themselves yeah yeah like the original one is literally just like he's a bad guy he's a villain think you know, Michael Myers, and you're like, got it. Nebulous. He's the bad guy. Yeah. 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 Very nebulous. And this one's like, you're Rooney Mara looking at photos from her abuser of her being abused as a four year old. Like, I don't need that in my horror movie. That was movie. a hard, that's, yeah. That was devastating, but I really did like
2: that scene because it was really hard to watch and very emotional and depressing. That's and I not, liked it.
3: It's like, my Freddie wouldn't do that. You're <laughs> really like, not that's, my Freddie. Well, he wouldn't because like and if you've seen like the first movie is like that. But the the sequels to the original franchise, of which there are seven, are like increasingly goofy and like camp and <laughs> yeah. like like self-aware. Yeah. So for them to make this for someone who is outside of that franchise to take the rights to Freddy and make him an absolute monster, I've really had a
2: problem with That's it. That's very fair. No, I hear you. I could see how that would be like really horrifying.
3: Horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Because now it's like, oh, I can't enjoy my silly, goofy chop his fingers off Freddy. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, for sure.
2: And this was a really hard scene to watch. And it's like, it's really fucking sad. And they do like a lot of implication, but they have to show you some of like what they're talking about. And you see little kids and they're looking sad and it's fucked up. But. Yeah, it's really fucked up. No, I, I do think a big part of why I like this is because I didn't I never knew the other Freddy personally.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Otherwise, it definitely would have bothered me, too. I get that.
3: It, I took that very personally. Yeah. It's like, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? He would never. He's just a murderer. He's not a bad guy. It must be just
2: a completely different like meant to be just completely different i think
3: it is and and um, and they tried to it's just i cannot because freddy krueger is such an iconic fair. character yeah. anymore so it's like you're just gonna change it okay okay let me ask you this
2: okay let me back up so the original freddy krueger was there ever like kind of like sexy vibes because like the part where he's like i'm your boyfriend now nancy and then he licks her through the phone like i saw that scene after having seen this the remake and i was like oh like i guess maybe he's supposed to also be kind of like creepy and sexualizing
3: of them he's trying to torment nancy but he's not trying to have sex with nancy which in this movie he is yeah Mm-hmm. He's like very sexually, it's like he's coming after yeah. a child that he couldn't get to enough when she was a child. And that's fucking disgusting and horrifying. Yeah. Versus in the movie, it's like she thinks she's talking to her boyfriend, but it's she's dreaming. And so he's fucking with her. Uh, okay.
2: See, I honestly didn't know that even the original, like until preparing for this podcast, I didn't even know that. In the original, he wasn't a pedophile.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was not. He was just a murderer. Like just because I
2: felt like there was like whispers of like sexualizing in the original, and I just assumed that was just like a not as ham-handed version of what I saw.
3: Well, Wes Craven originally in the script had him as a I guess child you're right. pedophile. Yeah, but then ultimately did change it Changed because he's it. like that's not the tone that I want. Sure. Too too heavy. Yeah. Too heavy, and that's why Wes Craven had a big problem with this one. Yeah. That's fair. I
2: mean, I like I mean, I know it's fucked up to say, but I like the heavy shit and I like depressing shit. Yeah, yeah. You and do. it's very fucked up and I feel like it's a realistic um approach to a lot of the questions I had. I don't know. But anyway, so It made me big sad. <laughs> Kate doesn't like big sad things. <laughs> no, I'm I know you not for the depressing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So, okay. So Nancy creates a plan in which she'll fall asleep and attempt to pull Kruger out of the dream so that she can kill him in the real world because she thinks if he's in the real world, she'll be able to kill him. So right. this plan relies on the fact that Quentin needs to stay awake long enough to wake her up when the time comes. But of course he falls asleep immediately and of course. is attacked by Freddy in dreamland. Um, in dreamland. so then Freddy goes after Nancy. Um, so At this point, Quentin's like attacked, but like still alive. So then Freddie goes after Nancy and explains that he left her for last so that she would have difficulty waking up when she did finally fall asleep. And so this is the part where he gets like really creepy and like pedophile-y. But it's almost like still trying to be funny. And the line that I'll reference that is a similar vibe to the dog line is when he's she's like literally swimming through blood and he mm-hmm. says, how's this for a wet dream?
3: <laughs> and I died. So, like- I like it. And then I'm like, but you're playing it straight 95% of the time. I loved it. It was so good, though. Ariana, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if I could erase this movie from your brain, <laughs> you would have loved the original because all of the things that you like about this one are the bits from that's not exactly true. You also like the fact that he's a pedophile. I like that so, there's a you know. reason
2: for him to be so crazy. I'm here for it. Nah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait till nah. like, I go through his, um, his backstory. It's going to make you so mad. I can't wait. I'm
3: oh so, excited. God, so excited. So excited. Ev-
2: I'm like, tell me everything about why this guy is so fucked up. I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> tell me. I need to know. Otherwise I'm going to think about it <laughs> I and I need to figure it out. So anyway, so he's still delivering these kind of like one off liner, like one liners that are supposed to be funny
3: but kate doesn't find them funny but i think they're funny they're because they're not supposed to be funny the director himself was like we wanted we got rid of all the one-liners which are like iconic for freddie and i'm like no you fucking didn't when i say i think they're funny i
2: don't think they're like funny in like the same way you think the campy stuff is funny
3: they're intended to be funny i think they're
2: creepy as fuck but i think it's i still find it funny just because i find like creepy shit in general funny I think
3: I'm just really struggling, man. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying to see your perspective. I really am. This is am. where we you, know you You talk. Yeah. Yeah. You talk more. <laughs> I talk less. Continue. So
2: Quentin finally wakes his ass up and decides to, this is a good part too. use the epi to wake up Nancy by stabbing her in the heart through her sternum. Yep.
3: Yeah. Full Pulp Fiction. There is.
2: Little to no way a needle the size of what he chose could get through the no sternum way. No and way. it would definitely bend unless you had like, I don't even know, like what 18, 16 gauge. And I don't know if that would. Yeah. Just like a, a tube. Yeah. Syringe. And it's gotta be, I just, I can't even imagine a cardiac stick. Maybe people do that. I don't know.
3: Be hard as a muscle. And whenever you think of like a human side, like an adult human woman, and penetrating that muscle, in addition to the muscle overlying that muscle, like our regular like chest muscles, that's a lot of force. Um, and your needle would bend, and and your needle would bend, and also, and that's assuming you don't hit a rib. Yeah, stop stabbing
2: people in the heart. First of all, that's fucking supposed to be yeah. so painful.
3: It is painful. We only veterinarians only only do cardiac sticks under general anesthesia yeah. because it is. Painful. So don't do that. Maybe
2: she woke up. Maybe he didn't even like hit the plunger. She just woke up because it was so painful.
3: <laughs> you can put Epi like in your thigh where it's supposed to yeah, go Yeah, he did
2: that to himself and he felt it.
3: Wow. Yep, that's where you that's where you put it. But they they wanted us to see her get stabbed Lord. in the heart. So there we go. Don't, don't do don't it, it. But that's what
2: <laughs> happened. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway. All right. So Nancy wakes up. She pulls Kruger into the real world. Then she uses a blade to cut off his arm and then slit his throat. And then she burns the preschool sure. to the ground with his body still inside. So she escapes mm-hmm. and they are rescued by first responders who, I don't know if you caught this the first time I've ever caught it, offhandedly say they can't find Kruger's remains. Oh, I didn't catch that. No. They said there's no body on the premises. Uh, they're setting up for a sequel that did and not I was happen. Like, okay. I didn't hear that before. But yeah.
3: Yeah, I, it makes sense. Freddy Krueger is a lot, a lot like, you know, you know, Jason or Michael Myers. Yeah. I mean, he's They're paranormal. What ethereal. makes you like
2: who defined these rules that like you can kill him in the real world? You know,
3: stupid. Yeah, but you love rules like that. <laughs> so I'm surprised you let that go. I
2: let it go. I, I let it go because they were like, this is a thing. And then at the end of it, it's like, wait, you just created that rule. Like you never gave me a reason, you know? Yeah. So. Nancy and her mom get home and then Freddie suddenly appears in the mirror's reflection and stabs Nancy's mom through her eyeballs and then grabs her head and pulls her into the mirror. That's your favorite kill. That's my favorite kill.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I knew it. Love it. I knew it. That marks the fourth kill. That is not a lot of kills. kills. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whenever I first watched this movie, I assumed it was PG-13. Oh no, it's R. Yeah.
2: It's R because there's literal pedophiles running around.
3: <laughs> I guess.
2: That's the only reason, right? But they if, don't curse. They don't show boobs.
3: Yeah, that's my point. So like you could have done a lot of things, <laughs> but you didn't. Why didn't you? You were that. already rated it's, R. They wanted, I don't know. I don't know. What's it
2: R for just violence?
3: I, you know, I don't know. Cause I thought it was PG-13. Yeah, it's definitely R. I'm so sorry, but it is time.
2: <laughs> Wait, can I say my things first? Because the second you yes, you're of gonna, course, you're gonna of course. bring me down. I don't. I want to still. Bring- no, I don't. And my intention is not to bring you down. It's not. I know, but it is gonna bring me down regardless. So I'm just gonna tell you. No, I'm gonna tell you all this stuff. Okay, so you know how I'm thinking too hard about it, or you say I'm thinking too hard about it. I'm about to think yes. way too fucking hard about this character and you're going to hate it. You're going to fucking hate it. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to think way too much into this movie and you're going to be like, I Do it. can't. Do it. Okay. So the other thing I noticed about this movie on this watch specifically is how much they reference like Christianity. And what? I was like, this is weird because... I don't know if it's just because like we're in 2023 and like people are trying to be like more secular in movies and like not mention things unless it's deliberate. But yeah,
3: cause it can be divisive. Right. Yeah. So
2: for example, I kind of made a list. So in the one, two, three, Freddy's Coming for You, they literally mention grabbing a crucifix, which I'm like, that's weird. Seems very specific. And then they reference <laughs> Quentin with his cross necklace twice once when the we library do, she yeah. literally asked him about it she's like oh i didn't think you were religious and then he gives her his necklace before she falls asleep to like protect her and i'm like this uh-huh. is weird it could have not existed in this movie and it would have been it's, exactly yeah. the same there's no reason so i agree so <laughs> then i got in this very deep rabbit hole of like convincing myself that this is all somehow related to religion so i can't handle it. <laughs>
3: You are giving this movie so much credit.
2: I told you you're going to hate it. I told you you're going to fucking hate you're it. You're
3: doing so much this movie. This, this is movie. what I want.
2: I want there to be a reason for everything. I want there to be like these deep fucking backstories. <laughs> give me that. That's what I need. This is my favorite shit. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So here's three reasons why I think this could be related to religion. Ready? All right. You guys are going to hate me. I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first one is the idea that children are paying for the sins of their parents, which is the idea of ri- original sin. Ooh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, maybe that's the whole point. I don't know. Whatever. Um, the second one is when Quentin falls asleep um, at the end scene, there's a literal story in the Bible in
3: which Jesus goes to the desert to pray. And then I literally thought you were going to tell me there was someone in the Bible named Clinton, and <laughs> Quentin and I was bracing Tantino. myself no, definitely. Not. I was cuz I grew up episcopal, we weren't really into the Bible that much and I was like is there a, is there a son of a bitch named Clinton?" <laughs> the book of Quentin in the Bible? Yeah, the book of Quentin. <laughs> no. Continue, continue. No, so there's
2: a story where Jesus goes into the desert to pray and he asks like a disciple to like stay awake and keep watch and that disciple falls asleep. And so this is like a very common story. And to be honest, I don't even know why people tell it because it's like, is it the idea that people are careless? Like, I don't know. I don't remember what the parable is supposed to be. It sounds like people are sleepy. But the idea is like, maybe this is the whatever. And then the last one, you're (laughs) going to love this. You're going to love this. So
3: so Nancy's Jesus.
2: Yes, Nancy's Jesus. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I warned you. I warned you. This is what I need. I need it to all be related. Uh uh Tell me why Nancy is. Okay. Um, So now you get to find out about Freddie's mom and his origin story. (laughs) You excited. All right. So this is in, this is in your, your Freddie. This is your Freddie's version. So this is from
3: from the OG OG. Freddie
2: Dream Warriors, which is the third one.
3: Yes, it is. Have you seen yes, it? Yes, yes. I haven't, but I'm impressed. You did yes. your research. Um, so
2: they explain that Freddie, how he became, <clears throat> how he was born, was that his mom was a nun who worked in an insane asylum, and <laughs> she was accidentally locked in a cell with a bunch of inmates Uh over a holiday weekend and no one found her for multiple days and she was raped by many many criminally insane inmates
3: what the fuck ariana i don't want that
2: and so he is referred to as the son of 1000 maniacs
3: that's awful and also that's literally the term that they use that's terrible, and it makes it sound like if you're the product of rape, that you're a rapist. And I, I hate mean, that. he is though, but yeah, he. Yeah, <laughs> I oh, trust me, I know. They make it very clear in this movie as he caresses Nancy with his claw fingers. Fucking disgusting. Anyway, the, by the point way. of me telling you this was that to make me angry. Well,
2: not only that, but also because. The idea is that he's like the Antichrist because he has many, many fathers potentially. Or he could have many fathers and Jesus does not That's have not a fathers. good enough
3: reason to make an Antichrist. <laughs> That's not good he enough. He is the
2: antithesis of Jesus for that reason. So he's supposed to be like the no, Antichrist. Oh,
3: try way harder than that. A nun got locked up with a bunch of inmates. Okay, this is from your you version. Joking? I did not create this. Okay. No, I did not claim the, the sequels. Listen, uh-uh. <laughs> No, ah, ah, ah. no, 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 no. This no, is no. your version. There's seven of those sequels. You think I'm defending all of them? No. This is your version. Kate's
2: like, I want this Freddy in this movie only.
3: I want Wes Craven's Freddy, which is how it was intended. That's what I want, and that's what I'm used to. He made the rest of the sequels. Oh, he did. That's true. Well, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I take everything back. I hate it. <laughs> I hate him and I hate no I I'm joking I don't hate Wes Craven but that's dumb and I'm going to stand by that that's so dumb This is what I need This is my, this is the favorite tidbit I that I learned This is my favorite stuff I'm so sick of it being like and then he was a product of rape so he's a murderer It's like no that's, that's not, not the not
2: point how- though I think you're losing sight of the, point, the point is point? is that he is the antichrist because he had the potential to have like many different fathers and Jesus has no father that's how he's the antithesis of Jesus. That's the point I'm trying to make. And this was created by Wes Craven, who was very religious, by the way. Very religious household. So I think some of this is intentional, even if it's subconscious.
3: You're giving me a lot to think about. It's um, <laughs> like, no, I don't like this. Mm. I don't I don't like like I can't enjoy him. In the campy way that he was intended in the first one, when we give him a tragic backstory. And it's like, I didn't need that tragic backstory, but some people (laughs) named Ariana did. We love it. Give me more tragic backstories. No, give me just more just like, and then. And then he cut his finger off
2: and made a joke about it. And then he licked her through the phone. The end.
3: Yes. The
2: end. It's perfect. 10 out of 10. I don't know. I think we just have very different like influences. Yeah. And also, I don't know. I just don't like I honestly, when I watch stuff like that, I'm like,
3: okay, this is going to be really (laughs) tough because we're going to have to. Well, first, we're going to have to rate it independently and then we're going to have to rank it. Yeah. Wait, do you want to tell me you want to tell me all your things? Yeah, I kind of do. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, sleep deprivation first. Sweet. In kind of like the science of sleep deprivation and like if you can actually die from it. Long story short, it's it's very difficult to die from sleep deprivation because like your body's gonna do what it needs to do. Take micro naps. Yeah, micro naps, totally not made up. So the record, Ariana, I guess what the record is for the longest that an individual has gone without sleep. Mm, six days. Eleven days and 25 minutes. Wow. Eleven nice. days. So let's explain like kind of step by step what happens. So day 1 um if you're if you're awake for over 24 hours you might as well have like taken four shots of tequila. You're essentially drunk. You um your performance is the same as if you have like the blood alcohol content of someone who's legally wow, drunk. I totally forgot about and that. I feel like I learned that at some point. Yeah, That's really cool. It makes you think about driving when you're sleepy, you know oh, what I mean? Trust me, I've driven a lot when I'm tired and it's I know and it's it's scary Um, you can also have things like daytime sleepiness being feeling really foggy mood changes being very cranky she's Um, just hitting all the marks for me
2: yeah (laughs) I know I'm describing Ariana describing me to a T
3: difficulty concentrating or making decisions needing a tragic backstory no (laughs) (laughs) poor appreciation of horror culture (laughs) 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 but then when you get to one and a half days that's when you it's really starts to be like a problem you start having more prolonged disruption in your sleep-wake cycle like it's you're, you're getting put under tremendous stress and so your body starts ramping up cortisol which is your stress hormone and hormones affect a lot of your body so Whenever you have hormonal imbalances, your appetite's affected, your mood's affected, um, your stress is high, you can experience chills, you can even have effects on your body temperature. Mm. Um, Also, your oxygen intake, your blood oxygenation is lower whenever you've been asleep for more than 36 hours.
2: You mean awake for more than 36 hours?
3: Yeah, awake. Yes, correct. That's so weird. You said it's lower? Yes. Huh. So you you can have patchy memory, um, obviously you're, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) declining energy and motivation ch -ch 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 check, uh, short attention span, ability, inability to pay attention. You're good there. Um, cognitive difficulties at this point, like really making decisions is very difficult after 36 hours without sleep. And then that's actually the point also where you start slurring and you can't make words as easily. Wow. Two days without sleep. That's bad. Um, everything. Essentially, everything gets worse. <laughs> but you can experience and I swear to God, this is a real term. Micro sleep. Yeah. micro naps, like, <laughs> like the fictitious micro naps in this remake. But a micro sleep is where you briefly lose conscious anywhere between a, a few seconds to half a minute and it's your brain just like involuntarily powering down because you're just out of energy. Can I just say that
2: I've experienced these a little bit where I'll fall asleep and start to dream while I'm blinking? That concerns me. Is that bad? <laughs> is that
3: bad? I, the answer is yes.
2: <laughs> like you just do like a quick little like blink and you fell asleep and you're like, whoa, I was definitely sleeping during that blink. Are you
3: taking micro naps? <laughs> Ariana, stop it. I can't. I'm so I just worried. live in a
2: constant state of like transitioning from night to day or day to night schedule. And so like I'll just be tired all the time and not even realize it. Like when I came to visit Kate when we went to New Orleans, I think I slept like two hours in like a thirty six to forty hour time frame and I was like ready to go. I was like ready
3: to do it. I was like, yeah, let's you, go out. <laughs> you did rally, to be fair.
2: I did. I was like, Kate, I'm gonna have to sleep when I get there. And then I got there. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did not sleep. You're like, I'm gonna
3: be so sleepy. I, I don't like, know oh my if God, I'm gonna, hang I'm gonna out. be so fucked up. And then I got there, I was like, let's fucking bark. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, that's a you that's a you,
2: you should probably rest. I wonder what it feels like to be like well rested all the time, you know?
3: Me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Three days without sleep. I've never done that. I don't that's when think it gets. I've ever done that either. That's when it gets really bad. Like really all you can think, you're just um, fantasizing about sleep. You can't focus on anything. You're just exhausted. Your heart, you come uh, tachycardic, your heart starts beating really fast. You can, that day, day three is when you can start to experience hallucinations and mm. um, you feel a lot of pressure on your head. And basically anything after day three is extremely dangerous, which makes the record of 11 days horrifying, but um, everything just gets worse. Your hallucin- your hallucinations become paranoia. You can experience very extreme psychosis. You have a hard time disconnecting reality from fiction oh, yeah. and from mm-hmm. dream, which I think also, I think that that ties in with the Freddy Krueger narrative very well. Oh, yeah. And eventually it just stops. Your brain cannot function appropriately because you are not giving it enough energy. And so that can lead to organ failure and even death. So um sleep is <laughs> the
2: moral is of important. the story. Yeah. I think that that's that's uh, a big reason why they use like sleep deprivation in the military
0: mm-hmm. as like a
2: torture tactic. Correct. Yeah. Um, I feel like people are willing to say whatever after 36 hours of no sleep or you yeah, they long...
3: I, I would agree to all sorts of stuff. You know what I mean? Just yeah. let me take a nap. Yeah. hmm
2: It's fucking well, crazy.
3: Is now a good time to um destroy you know. him? Yeah. Uh yes, go ahead. I'm so sorry. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, guys. I apologize if you're a big fan of the remake, but this is where I am standing on my soapbox and talking <laughs> about the character assassination of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> How dare you stand where he stood? I am livid. I am I like honestly. So I I broke it down into a couple of sections. His look, his voice, and his personality. <laughs> All of which I hate in the remake. So his look, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I will I can say that the people who created Freddie's appearance in this movie, they wanted him, they wanted him to more accurately resemble a burn victim. Which it's all about realism. Yeah, that's exactly exactly. There's a big push for realism in this time in horror. And I don't need that because like there are actual burn victims. Um, I don't know that making a burn victim like a horror villain is a good move, but they did it. And so they even referenced like they got the production crew got like a ton of reference photos of actual burn victims. Ugh. Yes. And they were like detailing how the skin heals and how it would look. And long story short, they were like, well, we don't want the audience to be like repulsed. So we'll just make it just repulsive enough. And they even noted like, hey, we understand these horrific images are actually difficult to look at. So we don't. It's like a fine line between what's actually like a burn victim and and what they want Freddy Krueger to be. To which I say, you sure about that? Are you sure about that, though? I'm not so sure you're sure about that. Because guess what, bitch? I pulled the receipts. And you know what this movie did? They've released two new Freddy action figures. One of them is pre-burned. Whoa. And one of them is burned based on the new design. Damn. Tasteful. So (laughs) all I'm saying is... I'm calling bullshit on all of your like, well, you know, we didn't want to offend burn victims. We wanted him to look like a fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. And I see right through it.
2: Literally, all they did was take a what was already a burn victim.
3: He didn't look realistically like a burn victim. That doesn't matter. It's the concept of a a lot. No,
2: it matters none because they're trying to make him more real. Like, that's all they tried to do is take a concept that was already created by Wes Craven and create a more realistic version of
3: that. But that's the problem because it only works when it's not a realistic version and when it's more of a dreamlike version. So watching them make a character that realistically looks like a burn victim, to me, feels fucking insensitive. (laughs) Yeah. Especially whenever they make the little, like a, I'm sorry, we have a pre-burned and a post-burned Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's
2: kind of fucking weird. But I also understand that because he was a villain before he was burned, I think. So they're trying to do two different characters, I guess. I don't know.
3: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Number two, his voice. Why is he so monotone in this movie? Because he's supposed to be scary. That's not scary. And (laughs) also... He was so monotone. Like, I looked up, I'm like, how did this actor decide on this voice? And his answer is, I just did the first voice I thought of. And then (laughs) the production crew had to go back and change it to make it scarier. Yeah, just make it lower. That's probably why Mm -hmm. it's all,
2: like, fake. Probably why it sounds
3: weird. Correct. So that is number two. Number three is the personality. If you guys are unfamiliar, OG 1984 Freddy he's in y'all he's fun he's crazy <laughs> and like he's he's just doing wild shit he's just trying to get a reaction and this new freddy just ain't it he's like making the same jokes like there's this joke he makes about like stabbing someone and i'm like you're either camp Love or it. you're not you cannot you can't straddle that line and be like i'm not camp but i'm gonna like hit a joke anytime I want to. No, that doesn't work. See, I think they were trying to
2: please both types of people. And I think they just didn't do enough for the camp people.
3: They weren't trying to please both types. Well, or at least at least they said they weren't because they straight up said like, we, did, we don't want Freddy to have the quippy one-liners that he used to. We're not going for that sense of humor. I think
2: they I think they wanted him to be real, and I think they wanted him to be no camp. But I think they also wanted to pay a little bit of homage to the original guy by making him like have like
3: three camp lines. That's very contradictory, and it takes me out of what you're trying to do, especially when I'm trying to separate— this massive horror icon from what you have created, if you start mixing the good bits, I'm going to expect the rest of the good bits. And then they're not there because
2: this was, again, this was created for people who
3: had never seen the original. Then we didn't need, then don't do any candy. It it worked
2: for me because I had never seen the original and I was like, Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's fucked up. All
3: right. Fair enough. Fair (laughs) enough. Fair enough. And then number 4 is just like I it's not fun that he's a child molester. It sucks all of the fun out of Freddy Krueger. Uh and that's 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 about it. Here in this movie, we have to witness Freddy Krueger making sexual advances on Nancy. Um I I hate it. I hate it. And uh, I don't know. And I just hate it. And as if it was art the clown from Terrifier 2 eager to rub salt in my wounds, they used The I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy, (laughs) which is my favorite line from the original, which is where the tongue pops out of the phone. I love that line. And they use it here where Nancy is like laying down on the bed being fondled by Freddy Krueger. And I was so mad I could have screamed. I was like, I was so mad. Like, no, that's not the use of that line. That is not what Wes Craven intended. And you're just like adulterating it. And I hate that. It worked for me. I'm so glad.
2: (laughs) I think I think I watch horror movies because I want to get fucking scared and creeped out. Like, I want that to happen. I want it to surprise me in a bad way. And this movie definitely surprised me in a bad way.
3: This movie is unoriginal because they couldn't create their own horror villain. They had to take an already very prominent one. And just use his name and a couple of good parts and then put the rest in as they saw fit. And that's not original to me.
2: Well, I don't think they were trying to be original. I think they I thought they I think that they thought they were doing better. I think they were like, this will get our current audience. They thought that they were doing something better. And I think it probably just didn't land with a lot of
3: people because
2: it probably was too far to make him a fucking pedophile. But I think it was fucked up and great.
3: I didn't think it was that great. I didn't like it very much. Um, <laughs> did not like that. So without further ado, I have to know what this did on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you have no, you don't want to know. Listen, I know that the original is in is like a fresh tomato. It's like in the 90s. That much I know. OK. I, I didn't look it up because I didn't want to see this one, but okay. I know it's in the 90s. OK. I have no idea. For this one, because this this wasn't made for me, it was made for you. <laughs> so, like, what what did it get? No guess. I can't. Um, bad, bad. Twenty five percent. I can't imagine. I've I have the fact that I did not know this movie existed. I think is very telling <laughs> because I know most horror movies. Um, twenty five percent for critics or audience, both. Oh,
2: okay, all right. Critics was fourteen <laughs> percent.
3: <laughs> like that's the lowest I've ever fucking seen. Fourteen, girl, you had me worried. Don't ever do that to me fourteen. again. Fourteen. Oh, let me look up the original. Hold on. It was like <laughs> a piece of a tomato.
2: It wasn't even like a raw tomato. It was like literally a mic, like a fourteen. molecule <gasps> of a tomato.
3: Okay. Not to not that this means anything because Rotten Tomatoes and I do not always agree. But the original has 95 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. So like, it's, I feel a little less crazy and I hope you feel a little <laughs> more crazy.
2: I mean, we again, I enjoy getting yeah. creeped out and like fucking mentally fucked. So it doesn't surprise me that
3: I'm not the same as these people so it's just so so wild we got to make that venn diagram because sometimes we i'm do. like twin do, yeah. and other times i'm like who are you you know interesting okay percent. yeah ro, ro. um was the audience better yeah i was 43 holy shit all right it's mm-hmm. pretty good i mean it's not great but you know yeah it is what it is it is
2: what it is all right. Now we get to rate it and you're going to rate it like a one or a zero or a negative five.
3: Correct. <laughs> Wait, I want you to go through it first. Tell me what you scored it. Yeah. Zero out of five <laughs> CGI pizza faces.
2: CGI
3: pizza faces. zero.
2: That's insensitive right there. His face
3: <laughs> looks ridiculous. Damn. It looks that's... ridiculous. <laughs> does not look like an accurate burn victim, but they're trying to. It's like they're straddling that line. I hate it. I hate everything about it. It's okay to make a
2: villain conceptually a burn victim, but it's not okay to make it realistic. We got it. We got it. Uh, Okay.
3: Correct. Uh, Especially a child
2: molester. The whole point is to make him a real character. That's the whole point. We're here for it. I'm here for it. I got you, Freddie.
3: Yeah, Fred, you better save him because I just gave him zero. What I you got you a uh, f-
2: 2010, Freddie. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> right. Was. So I gave it an eight out of ten.
3: Fuck you. <laughs>
2: Giga blast searches. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yes, the search engine's the best part. (laughs) I love it. Listen, listen, I know I came for it, but like there are things I liked about this movie and it was all nostalgia based. Yeah, it it is nostalgia. 2010 nostalgia based, but I did love Giga Blast. Well, yeah, like what else did you like about this movie? If you had to summarize, tell someone on the street why you gave it an 8 out of 10. Tell someone on the street. Hmm. I love any movie with
2: paranormal anything and mm-hmm. i like the idea of sleep deprivation i like that this movie has like a little bit of like science in it too i think the scares are effective i think it's cool when we get to see like the the girl in the body bag and i know that's from the original the body bag yes, scare is. was pretty fucking cool for me um, I wrote and that I down
3: on my list of three scenes that pissed me off. So I'm so glad that you liked it. <laughs> they
2: pretty much took that just from the original, they right? They
3: did, but they they did it much... It was like an abbreviated version of the right. original scene. Yeah.
2: I, again, did not see the original prior to having seen this movie. So it didn't feel like a character assassination to me. <laughs> it just felt like this guy... Like, I fully thought he was a pedophile in the original as well. Like, I had no idea... And then when I watched the original, I was like, I guess he's a pedophile. They just didn't like flesh it out very much because he
3: definitely had like sexual vibes. I'm sure it was horrifying to think of him as a pedophile. And then he's played so like over the top
2: goofy. Well, that's the thing is like, I just don't enjoy horror for the camp side of things. I don't find that stuff to be funny. I don't find it to be entertaining. I am incredibly bored with... Movies like that, like really, really bored. That's
3: valid. Like, I don't
2: laugh. like I laugh at horror movies because it's so fucked up that I have no other emotion but to laugh. That's when I'm laughing. I'm never like, LOL, this is funny. Like he cut off his finger and there's green blood. Like, I'm not I don't find that funny at all. And I think that's where we differ, like very significantly. Like, I watch horror movies because I want my brain to, like, explode and hate everything. Like, I want this to, like, really fuck with me. And I think that's where we differ because I know that's not your vibe. And yeah, I don't want that. No. Yeah. But that's, I think this movie like definitely destroyed me as a 16 year old because it's about literally a pedophile paranormal slasher. Like that's fucking crazy. And it really freaked me out as a kid. And I really liked it. And I liked that it was two thousands vibes. And I liked that. It was like mm-hmm. the main character was like emo, because, mm-hmm. like, everyone yeah. was trying to be emo in the 2010s, and it was cute. Yeah. And I like that every single main actor in this was in, like, other horror movies. Because I like when everyone yeah. gets together and does, like, you know... I like when people are consistently in the same types of horror movie genre, like, genre right. movies. Right. Um, So, I don't know. I just... It means a lot to me in my growing up and horror renaissance as a teenager. So I think that's why I have a lot of nostalgia love for this movie. And I know that it's not a good movie. Like I understand that, but it did create the world of Freddy Krueger that I understand to be like the one and only
3: ariana might not be here right now if it wasn't for this movie. <laughs> exactly honestly yeah if it was that transformative of a movie and it hit you at that right time yeah then it that does make me love it a lot more like <laughs> that's a, a lot. good way of looking at yeah it makes me it makes me love it for taking for treating you well <laughs> it does i'm like that's my baby girls movie you can't say any i can say shit you can't say shit <laughs> maybe they should do another remake no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah maybe they, more just keep on going do until ariana one. and i agree on something yeah. <laughs> fun stuff fun, fun stuff and now the, the scoreboard the is gonna part. be oh, so this is gonna be brutal tough. all right if this is your first time joining us for the scoreboard you're gonna head on over to nightlighthorrormovieclub.com backslash scoreboard or just click the scoreboard button it's Right there. And this is where we rank every single movie we've covered. It's oh a mess. Yeah. It's so mess. you want
2: to obviously, you would want to put this in like the last like 10, right? Yes. Okay. I'd probably want to put this like around, let's see, how many do we have on here? We have like 96. 96. Okay. I think putting this kind of in this. Oh, look, you're do you see where your original nightmare is?
3: (laughs) I do. And I and I do want to have tell people tell people where it is.
2: Yeah. So where we have 96 movies and the original nightmare is 67.
3: Yeah. So it's it's not that she
2: really liked the original. It's that she really (laughs) hated the remake.
3: Yeah. So that's why I went and I watched (laughs) it again. And Ariana, we talk about this a lot. But like whenever we watch a movie and then immediately report back on it, it's like this is how I feel right now, but I might change like I I'm going to steep on this and yeah. really form my opinion. And I I have no idea what I said back in 2008 <laughs> when I originally covered it. I I feel like I was probably really critical of it actually. Yeah. But something about this movie set me off so bad yeah. that I had to go back. <laughs> And oh watch it again. Oh, boy. And I like, and I loved it. Like, if, if, if I could place this somewhere, place the original one somewhere on this list, it would be much higher than it is right yeah. now. But also at the same time, me and Chris did not agree. Um, when oh, it came really? To the scoreboard. No, never. Yeah. So <laughs> everything was a compromise, including everything on this list. So, yeah, you're right. It's below Friday the 13th, which is like, is. what the fuck? Yeah.
2: So, looking at the scoreboard, it looks like a lot of the nostalgic ones that I have are in like the f- 50s so like drag me to hell um evil dead insidious Mm -hmm. um disturbia so I feel like if it were me by myself I'd probably put it in the 50s and I think if it was you by yourself you put it in the 90s so maybe we can split the difference and do like the
3: 70s I would put this above prom night and black Christmas and the nun these are the 90s
2: yes (laughs) no we are splitting the difference so we're gonna Fine. put it in the 70s or i mean i guess i'll compromise maybe we can do the low 80s so we have halloween alien the visit saw you really like alien how do you think about this compared to alien um i like this like gut feeling i like this movie more than alien but Whoa. i do appreciate what alien did for the genre
3: oh that's yeah and That that's that's conflicting isn't it sometimes yeah, yeah. I'm, you know what? Honestly, I trust you. I, you've never abused this. And I know that you will put it where it is fair. Yeah,
2: I feel like people would be angry if we put it above Halloween and Alien. So let's put yes. it between Alien and The Visit.
3: Because oh, fuck so the number visit. 82. Fuck The Visit. <laughs> fuck The Although Visit. Although I, I like The Visit more than this movie, but... Really? Oh, yes, I do. I hate it. But I'm also, you know me, I'm a simp for Shyamalan. Like, what can I say? I mean, me too, but like, fuck yeah. that kid. I hate him. <laughs> you do hate that kid. He's so annoying. Even in Better Watch Out, he's not that annoying in Better Watch Out. He's great. Slightly better in Better Watch Out. Slightly better. Ugh. All right, so... I'm exhausted. Oh, my God.
2: It's been, guys, it's like a three-hour episode. How did this happen?
3: How did this happen? Because <laughs> this is all you, your f- we all challenged these each other.
2: That shows this fucking movie.
3: Yeah. And if you think um, that we're done discussing this, we're not. So we're just going <laughs> to, we're going to just pop off the air. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, have a little chit chat and I want you guys to do the same let me know I want to know what other people thought about the remake versus the original also talk about the sequels because I don't know much about them that's what our discord is for so yeah, don't forget let us join, know. yeah let us know join our discord uh, become a club officer and uh, yeah don't forget that Ariana is in there being a sneaky snake
2: no I'm not watching
3: every move you make in there I'm
2: not even a part of the discord you. I don't know what you're talking about
3: she's such a liar well <laughs> Until next time, you guys, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Dream, dream, dream when I want you.
1: In my arms when I want you. And all your charms whenever I want. Bye.